Welcome back to the Retro Anomal Pod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, present, and future. I am host number one third of today, which, ooh, a little foreshadowing for you guys. And as always, through this uh, gigabyte internet, which is never truly gigabyte internet, I have my beautiful redheaded friend Rick with me. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm letting I, them I, know that you redhead. I, I, your insistence that I'm redhead is is crazy, um, especially compared to my kiddo, who's who's it, truly yeah. Because you're actually not that redheaded. No, like, you're like a you're like a darker strawberry blonde. Yeah, but in my head, kidding. like you have fiery like red Super Saiyan hair. You know, that's just like <laughs> I'm looking at you dead in the face. But still, it, it does. It, it's what my head pictures when I talk. Yeah, it just takes me three three episodes to charge fully to get to Super Saiyan form. <laughs> but moving on from that, we've yeah we've got a special guest, but not a new special guest. One that's been on previously, one of our earlier shows when when we did this in a garage and on a laptop. You should have seen the setup; it was janky as hell. One but, mic in a garage. Yeah, it was. Whew, I almost died that episode. <laughs> Uh, Drew. Hi, everybody. Come back. back from episode five. Episode five. That's, That's 30, 34 episodes ago. 34 weeks ago ish, because we've taken a couple breaks. But that's a conversation from a previous podcast. <laughs> Uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get into today. So yeah. why don't you just uh, let's go ahead and dive into this? L- l- let's fucking. Yeah. The weird question of the week. Uh, what would your sixth sense be? My what? sixth sense. Yeah. This is weird because you want like a spidey sense, but I feel like I have a spidey sense because like my stomach gets all butterfly when danger is about to happen. I'm like, <laughs> let's get the hell out of here, you know? But I want a sixth sense of like pulling up to like a. Drew will recognize with this, okay? I want a sixth sense of pulling up to like a yard sale or a thrift store and my spidey sense <laughs> telling me that there's something worth it to go inside that fucking thrift store or yard sale. I can just I'd roll up okay by the front that. door and be like, beep, 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 beep. Oh, there's a fucking N64 game in that bitch. So let's go find it. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. I'm, I, that's a good one. Yeah, or it's like, it's not worth it. I'm just going to, you know, drive over. Just, just keep driving. Shit. Yeah. Like, how many times I've spent walking up and down aisles of thrift stores to find an Atlantis Morissette CD. Funny. <laughs> it's a jagged little pill. It's a good uh, CD, but I don't no CDs, no more. Er- no more. Everybody's CDs. getting rid of it. Yep. Uh, Drew, you got anything? Um, I guess I'd be corny and be like the movie. Like I wouldn't mind talking to dead people. Uh, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with that. Oh my god! I don't know because like the little like the little child coming out of the tent with the foamy mouth like mm, nope, completely thrown up on each other and like hey I'm, I'm out walking through <laughs> the school and seeing like the people hanging like he's not even talking to dead people at that point he's just seeing like dead people and i don't yeah. talking to them is one thing right seeing them just Oof. doing dead people things not <laughs> not great <laughs> I-, I guess i'd be okay with that i'd be yeah. fine with that I mean, I can't hate on someone history. else's sixth sense if yeah. we all have sixth senses. <laughs> I mean, but if you're like the only person in the world with the sixth sense, but that's what your sixth sense is, is it even like a special thing to have? I mean, I guess in your case it would be, but for like me, it'd be like a curse. I'd walk around frightful constantly. 
<laughs> yeah, every corner I turn around, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, shit. Oh, you're alive? Okay, fuck. <laughs> I mean, by the time you hit your 30s, though, you'd be so desensitized and like, oh, oh hey, Frank. Are you all right, pal? I, I noticed you're a new dad. Are you, you know, like, I think after a while, you'd be so used to that you're like, oh, yeah, I just say hey to people and look like a crazy people talking to people who are actually not even there. I just say hi all the time and people look at me weird. Who the hell are you talking to? Oh, don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick, what's yours? Uh, mine is to have the sixth sense of when something is so perfectly cooked, like it couldn't be better. And, like, you know, you know sometimes things vary when it comes to cooking i just want to have that sixth sense of being like oh shit food's done you know i know that one seems super like lame compared to your guys no, but mine's no, like mine's the, just like super useful the thing is is like you're 100 percent right talk about a fucking sixth sense it's just <laughs> like oh my steak that's at 126 degrees pull it off right now pull it now you and know? Right. like right now that chicken it's undercooked not anymore. Pull it off. Let's go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> two seconds. In two seconds, it'll be done, I swear. So you at would... that point, wouldn't you just be Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, but I feel like even <laughs> like the best chefs like probably are not... I mean, they probably have it down to a science where they know, oh, if I do this and do this, do this, it's done. But just to be... Because I'm an amateur. I'm not... I didn't go to school for anything. But just to be able to cook something and be like, ding, soup's on. Right. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That's, that's not bad. That's a real-world practical sixth sense stuff. Like, mine is selfish. Drew's is... Fucking out. We'll say I interesting. Would we expect <laughs> anything <laughs> else? Uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a weird one, because it's almost like a superpower, but you don't have like an actual power. But yeah. it's a power. It could be helpful, but, but is it? Like... like... Yeah. Yeah, and if you got to choose, like, there, you know that there's someone where you chose your sixth sense and you come up to someone like, yo, did you choose your sixth sense yet? And he's like, yeah, I chose this. And you're like, fuck, we could have did that? And it's like, I, <laughs> my sixth sense was where I could find pennies with the heads up on the ground, you know? And this, <laughs> you know, like, could you imagine? That would be wild. Everybody like, has a sixth sense, but they vary in degrees of, like, And some people were just super or... smart on what yeah, they could yeah, choose. Yeah. Oh, that'd be pretty Anyway, like that's great. Um, we are recording this on a Sunday, and for people that hear this on Wednesday, you will know that this weekend E3 happened, and Ooh. we're not going to do a huge deep dive into E3. But I will just say, like with last year, the cancellation of E3, with them trying to do it virtually, and it was just people backed out. No one knew what the hell was going on. This E3 kind of came through with the games, um, at least. More so than years previously, especially Xbox. Xbox and Bethesda kind of killed it uh, with some of the stuff they announced. And as we're recording, Square Enix uh, and a couple of other things are going on right now. But I just want to uh, touch on a couple of these, especially Drew. I know you're a game player. Rick, you're, you, ch- you guys are both fathers. So yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> the child of this group at this point. Um, Clean your room. But there is some stuff that's coming out. We got some release dates on stuff that we've been kind of hyped for. Uh, number one being Halo. Halo kind of has a soft release date now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're supposed to get it holiday of this year. So that's 2021 release. They showed some gameplay footage. Looks fantastic. I'm ready for it. There's a grappling hook, which I don't know if I like. And neither one of you guys are really Halo players, huh? 
Like probably played probably, the games. Probably the first Halo. First, first and second first, ones. First three, I know we've solidly yeah. played through. Anything after that, have dabbled in, maybe rented, maybe borrowed, but not like. I mean, hardcore. Y- you don't really need too much with uh, with like Reach and Four. Yeah, and even Five is rah. so. Yeah. Halo's really got to come through. Uh, what's cool is it is free. The multiplayer they are putting out free. Oh wow! So nice. I I imagine the campaign you'll have to pay for something, uh, but the multiplayer itself, which is kind of wild for such a huge Microsoft franchise, they're just putting out for free, which is good for people like me because, you know, the first three weeks it's just going to be nothing but new players and super sweats. So the games are going to be like either insanely fun where no one knows what the hell they're doing and they're shooting at the sky, or I'm going to be getting no scope from across the map by some old Halo 2 Pro, you know? That's just how it's going to be. Um, but Halo this year, I, all I could think was like, we're, we're getting a Halo this year. So, And we didn't think we were going to see it until 2022, yeah. uh, which was a big yeah. thing. And there's, there's some games that are pushed off. We talked about the Harry Potter RPG. Um, Starfield. Which I don't know a ton about. I know it's like getting crazy hype and stuff. It raised a bunch of money. Uh, but Starfield's got a release date this year. Uh, it is also an Xbox exclusive. So I'll look into that one more. Maybe I'll do a YouTube video on that. Um, huh. I plan on doing a YouTube video on a lot of the E3 stuff. Um, mm. So check out our YouTube. Keep track of the YouTube. Subscribe yes. to the YouTube. Yep. Uh, Slime Rancher 2, old PS1 game. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Uh, but they're, they're, remaking, they're remaking fucking Slime Rancher. Uh, no one asked for it, but I guess a lot of people asked for it. I, I don't actually know. But they showed some gameplay footage. Looks awesome. Um, Outer Worlds 2. Either one of you guys play Outer Worlds? I know no, that was I, like a nope. Game Pass game. Um, they came out, they're coming out with the second one. But if I have to suggest any trailer for any of you guys to go watch it's that I've fun. watched out of E3, the Outer Worlds trailer is actually fantastic because it's just the, literally them making fun yeah. of bullshit <laughs> of game trailers. And they're like, trailers, in yeah. fact, all we really have done is the name. And it like shows the Outer Worlds too. And it was just like, it, it, was, yeah. it was a great trailer. Great trailer. Yeah. It was a good way to announce a game and be like, hey, we're making this, but we have literally done nothing. Um <laughs> Diablo 2 yeah. got a release date. Uh, so we get Diablo 2 like the first week of September. Uh, I think it's September 8th, if I remember right. Um, cool. But release date. And I don't know if you guys played Diablo ever. I tried it a little bit, but not never you fell into it You especially, I am surprised that it's not bigger for you. Um, especially from a man that just said his sixth sense would be talking to the dead. <laughs> A game like Diablo is right up your alley. Maybe this is something we'll get together for like a retro Nama plays um, where all of us can play because Diablo 2 not only is it just a great action RPG with an awesome story, uh, it is also eight-player co-op. So we could maybe do a retro Nama pod night, have some people jump in, and it is cross-play. So you can buy it on your Xbox, PS4, whatever you want to buy it on. I'm going to play it on PC, of course, or maybe my Switch. Um, but it is cross-play, so we can kind of all play with each other, no matter the system. Which I'm glad is a thing that's happening with NVIDIA. Yeah, games for sure. Yeah, uh, It makes everything a lot easier. It's a smart smart thing to do. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. It, it's one of those things. It's the big thing that Sony has going against it, though. Because Sony, being PlayStation, wants their cut of the money, understandably. But at the same time, it's like, fuck you, man. Video games are for everybody. 
Hmm. Right. You know, we shouldn't have to buy one console or another, especially for a person like me. I'm playing on PC predominantly. You guys aren't. Well, Rick's got the start up of a PC coming. So maybe there will be PC games in his near future. But like, I got a lot of friends that don't have PCs that never got into so PCs. What does that mean for the future of gaming? If it's all going to go cross play, that basically means that if you're a PlayStation fanboy or an Xbox fanboy or even a PC uh, uh, master race kind of guy, like <laughs> what controller do you like the best? That's just what it comes down to is what's your preference. And then yeah. you don't have to buy the other consoles unless they've got an exclusive. You but know, if you're not, that's the just, thing. It's like each console has had its positives for certain people, you know, for the longest time. And I would still say today, uh, PlayStation is, is big on JRPGs and single player narratives. And yeah, they're yeah. like, PlayStation exclusives are huge for that. Whereas yeah. Xbox was predominantly Xbox Live and you're doing FPSs and, you know, other than exclusivity deals with other consoles, like Xbox Live was a better online platform. Now, at this point, if you're looking at them, they're the goddamn same, you know, so it's really exclusivity stuff that's going to be console exclusive where this is where it's really nice for me as a PC player because anything like I only have to technically buy one console now. Yeah. Uh, because PlayStation has their exclusives, but pretty much anything that's going to come out for Xbox in the future is all going to come out for PC and for console. So, like, right. I don't really have a need to, for an Xbox, even though I'll eventually get one, I'm sure, just because as a collector, Drew, you know the problem. Like, I'm yep. going to want one <laughs> up on the shelf, you know? It, it just is what it is, um, especially considering that, you know, I can't bitch about buying a console because I'm like, oh, they're $500. Motherfucker, you built a $2,000 computer. Like, that's four consoles. You could have bought the next four consoles that came out for the price that I paid for a computer. So, yeah. like, eventually I'll have one. But um, it works out for me, like I said. Eventually when PlayStation 5s are, are out and about and running rampant, as they should be, um, I'll pick one up. But everything else, I'll kind of, you know, console game-wise, I'll, I'll play it on my PC if it's, a, if it's an Xbox. So. Wow. Why? Yeah, I love my PlayStation Five. Yeah, the fact that you have one means you should love it or sell it to put a down payment on a house at this point. Mm, right, like, <laughs> the fucking resale value on those things are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I just want to go through a couple more here, especially because some of these are games that I want to. I, I eventually want to do like a retro Nama plays night. Uh, Back for Blood gets a release, which I don't know if you've seen that one yet. But it is like a Left 4 Dead sequel. If you played any of the Left 4 Dead games, please tell me one of you guys have played the Left 4 Dead games. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. Like, yeah. So Back yeah, for yeah. Blood is the new age Left 4 Dead. The same concept, four-player co-op. Um, they released it last year. They released some trailers and stuff for it last year. It comes out in October of this year. Uh, nice. So that is a game that we're going to get together and definitely mess around with. Four-player co-op zombie game. Nice. Um, Age of Empires 4 gets announced, which Age of Empires, awesome. Uh, Shredders gets announced, which is like an SSX-style multiplayer snowboard game. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is starting to get console support, launching on console. Plus, they're doing the new Top Gun movie this year. And so Microsoft Flight Simulator is doing a Top Gun Maverick crossover. Oh! Which is kind of cool. Like, kind of cool. I can't hate on that. Um, Forza, you too could be the Iceman. Yeah, exactly. Goose. Um, 
Forza Horizon 5 got announced, and I'm like a secret big racing game fan, but only like arcade racers. I don't like simulation racers. Uh, but Horizon is just like a need for speed, but open world. It, it's just a good ass game with real cars instead of, you know, you get, instead of getting a Toyota, you get a Loyota, you know, Mamre. Car brands. It's a very sensible vehicle. They're doing a vampire battle royale oh. based on the vampire, the masquerade universe. Hmm. Uh, it kind of looks it's wild. dope, dude. Um, I d- I assume neither one of you guys played uh, a game called Nazgoth. It would have been out uh, quite a few years ago, but it was like a werewolf slash vampire. It was like a faction PvP game. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was like six v six, but one one side was werewolves, the other side was vampires. And you just That's ran around, cool. fucked each other up. Uh, this is kind of what it reminds me of in a weird way, but this it at least has story to it. But at the same time, they are releasing a Battle Royale and what looked like a campaign version of that game. So I'll be curious to see how that kind of plays out. The, sadly, games like that just don't have the replay value like something like a Call of Duty or Player Unknowns has. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's interesting because they're doing the, you know, you, you're a vampire, so yeah, you can run around using swords and guns and knives and stuff. But you're also a vampire, so you can get different skill sets to use your vampire powers. So it kind of adds an element to the battle royale system that it isn't just gun based. It's yeah. hey, you can teleport, you can you can do cool shit to make the other person, you know, what I don't know what the effects are. They haven't released much more, but it does look really cool, especially since it it's looks vampire very the masquerade. Yeah. The fact that they're in the masquerade universe is a big a big deal uh for that stuff. The lore um, in that alone is crazy. While we're on the vampire thing, they also announced a game called Redfall, which is going to be like, to me, I, I even wrote down, I said, it looks like a Borderlands style vampire game. It's like a hmm. four person class based co-op of a world that's being turned by vampires and you kind of run around and, and fuck some shit up. It looks like <laughs> it looked really good. It's console or uh, Xbox exclusive. Um, Xbox kind of killed it with the the exclusives this year and the, some of the stuff that we're going to get from them. And what makes it even better, it, Drew, you have an Xbox, correct? Uh, not the new one, no. Not the, but the old one? You have yeah. one that has Game Pass on it? Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff that's coming out is dropping day one on Game Pass. So, like, nice. Game Pass's value right now is $15 a month. So, for someone like me, I own an Xbox One, the original, and I own a Windows PC. For $15 a month, I can get Game Pass for my PC and my Xbox One, and just, I would never have to buy a game all year long, you know? Like, it's, the value for Game Pass right now is absolutely insane. It's one of the things that Microsoft is doing, they're doing right uh, at this point. Um, Party Animals, which a game that we're going to get together and do a retro Nama plays on, is a game called Gang Beast, which is like a jelly bean wrestling game amazing game but party animals is practically the same thing it's a party game but you're doing it as like farm animals <laughs> that's why uh, it looks it looks great uh the last one i want to talk about again i'll end up doing a deep dive into some of these later uh the thing that i'm most excited about surprisingly it isn't halo uh is battlefield 2042 yeah. all their gameplay trailers dropped everything dropped for that game no campaign which i'm kind of bummed about because i love military shooter campaigns uh, but the multiplayer, 128 players. 128. Ooh. 
hundred, and that's on console and PC. That's so like insane, dude. The next gen consoles will be able to do hundred and twenty-eight. Uh, the evolution in that game looks crazy. The gameplay trailer looks like the most chaos-ridden battlefield thing I have ever seen in my entire life. There's just that- shit exploding. <laughs> the, the the fucking tornado that the happens tornado. in it is there's that going to be an tornado. element in the game where yes. there's going to be like uh, uh uh elemental like uh disasters natural disasters that can happen oh shit a hailstorm oh fuck a tornado oh you know like it opens up a world of like possibilities if they're going to add dynamically like, in changing environment oh yeah it looks great, That'd be great. Uh, it looks and that'd be I, great heaven yeah, I don't know if you got to actually see, like, watch the trailer, but like after after we finish recording, we'll we'll fucking stay here and watch it on stream together because they like it makes my hair stand up. I'm excited for a good battlefield. The one thing that I hate about military games is like old military stuff. You know, like yeah, we grew up on like you know Medal of Honor, Rising Sun, and stuff. Those were great games for campaign. But when it comes to shooters nowadays, I want to play with modern weaponry. I don't want to do some advanced shit. Mm. Like Call of Duty did with jetpacks on the wall running. It's like, no, give me modern, you know, around my time weaponry. Let me run around and do current shit. Now, yeah, right. 2042 is a little bit in the future. They do have some, like, futuristic tech that they're dealing with. Um, the grappling hook in this game, I also don't know how much I like because weird movement in a shooter makes it real difficult. Uh, but overall, super, 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 super hype that Battlefield's kind of going back to its roots with that one. Yeah, it looks well, and the fact that it is 2042, it's not so far out futuristically that it, like, you're using lasers, you know? It's, like, yeah, exactly. slightly more advanced this. Stuff's a little better. Oh, you get a robot dog. You know, there's certain things that... The robot dog look cool. Look, I've watched enough Boston <laughs> yeah. Dynamics videos to know that yeah. that could go either way. Like, we could either be fighting robot dogs by the end of that game, but I highly doubt they're going to be on our side. We've kicked too many of them. We've kicked way too many of those <laughs> robot dogs. Don't kick the. Did you kick my dog? Oh, dude, they're my kicking dog. the shit out of those dogs. They're hitting them with baseball bats, making yeah. them drop boxes and everything. Those poor robots are just trying to do their jobs, they're Boston like, Dynamics. Like, you fuck. created me. Why are you trying to beat me up? I don't get it. Um, <laughs> shit. I they real fast. I'm gonna run through them and then we'll move along. Uh, Elden Ring, um, looks really good. Sherlock Holmes, Chapter One. They've been having a real problem getting those games to be really good. This one looks interesting. The James Cameron Avatar game looks uh, absolutely ridiculous. Fuck. It's just no, all right? Like, the fact that in the trailer they have one of the Navi fucking shooting arrow that explodes, I'm like, where? Where the hell is that a thing in their well, universe? Avatar Bones and arrows yet, right? are what they're doing. It's just like, don't. Stop it. Just don't. Like, it'd be fun to play as one of them. I've still but never like, seen the movies, so this is don't make it. <laughs> don't make it. <laughs> don't make it so like there's using things that they probably wouldn't have. Like the bow and arrows make sense, sure. They're hunters, the gatherers, whatever. But like for them to have explosions all of a sudden, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I don't know the story. Maybe one's supposed to be the military guy, and that's kind of how you're playing, and that would kind of make sense. But even at that, I'm. Ah, uh, whatever. Move on. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely understandable because I have no interest. Uh, no interest. Sure. No, but you did text me and you were like, "I thought it was the Avatar: The Last Airbender." They yes. are doing an Avatar: The Last Airbender crossover with Smite. Yeah, uh, the but game it's just, Smite. 
It's still cool, dude. You can play as fucking like Zuko or uh Oh, I'm about to piss myself off. Cora? Or you could probably play as Cora. God damn it, what's his sister's name? Don't tell me. <laughs> oh my cool. god, I forget constantly. Tell you me. You should watch The Last Airbender. If <laughs> if you've never watched it, watch The Last Airbender. Uh uh. I want to say Kier. No, it's it's no, not a K, is it? Are you talking and, about that uh, stupid live action movie that they came oh out? Oh my god! Don't even bring that up. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh, good thing we live in a time where we could just Google shit. The you know Google. what I'm saying? Like the Googs is the best. I thing am so disappointed that ever I do not remember cr- this thing. created. Azula, oh. Jesus. Luckily, I have my other half in the bedroom with me today, and I was just like, "I'm like, I'm gonna end up sleeping on the street if, if we can't figure this name, Azula, Katara. You can play as Azula. No, Katara is Aang's homie. Zuko's sister, Azula, is the crazy one. Like, shoots like oh, shit. Gotcha. Okay, that's, what yeah, I, yeah. that's where I was trying to get. Gotcha. I, I was like, are we talking about? We the just name? embarrassed okay. ourselves. I want to move along. All right. uh, Ratchet and Clank comes out soon. Evil Dead, Woo! the game. Uh, got an announcement. That dude. Looks fucking great. They're that, also... Uh, I don't know if it's in the news, and we're going to have to talk about it at some point, but there is a uh, Hail to the Deadites documentary that's coming out mm. about the Evil Dead series. Um, Jurassic Evolution 2. Did you see the first one of these? Oh, I love the first one. Oh, Jurassic Park Evolution. That that game was awesome. The DLC oh, yeah. was fantastic. It, it's a It's a Jurassic Park builder is what it is. Uh, oh. But they just announced that they're coming out with a second one. Look, yeah, I saw great. the I saw the trailer on like our cam sold. Yeah, that's is... that's funny that you're into that one too. Like, well, I guess you're like big into that like '90s action oh, styles yeah. too. So, yeah. but like, I bought when the first to Jurassic too. Park. Oh, it, that was it, my thing. And that first game, like, it was so underrated. I think like it just did not get the hype that it deserved because it is a genuinely fun game. You can breed your own dinosaurs and shit in that game. <laughs> It's awesome. So they're coming out with a second one. It's like the Sims for dinosaurs. It's the Sims for dinosaurs. That's exactly what it is. It's it's roller coaster tycoon for Jurassic (laughs) Park. (laughs) Right. Is there anything you guys would want to see in it that wasn't in the first one that would be like a major improvement? The biggest thing that they did in the first one. The first one's great. The biggest thing that they did in the first one is the dinosaurs will break the gates down, and then you'll get a kill total of the dinosaur (laughs) after it just went through a rampage in your park. It'll be like. Sally the Stegosaurus murdered 13 people, injured seven before it was euthanized at the food court, you know? You're just like, that that is such an addition to the game that you're just like, oh, thank you. Like, I needed that. I wanted to know how many people my dinosaur murdered on its rampage before I shot it in the sky. Yeah. I kind of want to check that out. You guys just sold me on a game that, like, Um, I'm just passed it by. I'll share my Steam library with you. That's what we'll do. And you can play it. Uh, I don't know. You might have to buy it on console, actually. It's kind of a graphically intense game for the PC. I might find it. It's not that bad. Not a very expensive game. Might have went up a couple dollars with the the announcement, but it's it's not too bad. Uh, The last couple I just want to talk about here, Mario and Rabbids. I didn't play the Switch version, but people love that game. Uh, Tactical RPG. I know Metal Slug's getting a tactical RPG as well. That looks great. Metal Slug's looks very, very good. Uh, Lost Ark which I'm kind of interested in, which is an Amazon Games uh, action RPG MMO. Uh, actually looks 
pretty pretty goddamn good. I'll have to say it, it looks it looks pretty pretty good. Uh, the other thing that got me very excited, and the last thing that I want to touch on, Payday Three got announced. Let's go no. rob some more motherfucking banks. Why not? Please. Uh, the Payday games, I love those Payday games. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love the second one. second one is so oh, good. Oh, it's so good. And I've got a lot of the stuff for the PC version of it because I bought it before it was free, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just don't have a crew. And I wish people would play that game more. Like, I wish it was. But you end up joining at this point. The game's been out for so long. When you join into, like, a random online match, these dudes are cheesing heist and shit. Like, they're just doing meme stuff, and they know everything about the game. And I'm just like... <laughs> How do I put my mask on? <laughs> you know? How do I put my mask on? Like, so, yeah. uh, we need to get rid of this guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pretty much. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that, that's some of the stuff. Again, I think I'm going to do a longer breakdown uh, video format uh, for the YouTube, the Facebook channels. So keep an eye on those uh, because there's a lot of stuff that I do want to talk about that I don't get to deep dive into on the show because... Once I start talking about video games, it, I'll, I will do the show. Yeah. So I have one more thing to throw in about E3. As, uh, Intellivision is finally releasing a little bit more detail on the Amico mm. that I pre-ordered like two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> I, think, I think the VCS consoles are actually starting to ship now. The Atari yeah. ones. So they're, uh, they're releasing more info about games coming out. Look, that's better than the Polymega at this point, right? The Polymega is still getting shit all over. Oh, yeah. And that was like three or four years ago at this point. Right. I don't know. It's hard. I have a Retron. That's the only like off-brand console that I have. And like even the Retron, as much as I love what it's for, it death grips games so goddamn bad. And you're just like, you motherfucker, let it go. Uh, but those look really good. The VCS looks good. The price point does not look good, but they're saying that it's like a Linux-based computer and stuff, so we'll see how that stuff comes out. Yeah, I, I, just, I, love, the, I love the price on the Amico. It's what, $199? $150? Uh, yeah. To so $149. Like, yeah. Yeah, at that point, if you're re-releasing a console like that, that's a perfect price point. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, you look at the Nintendos and what Nintendo gave you, for 60 and 70 dollars like it's tough to put a, a redone console out there for 200 plus dollars when i'm having trouble getting an xbox or a playstation in general like oh yeah putting a half that price tag like i said i think the vcs is 399 the atari right that's fucking insane <laughs> I, I still want to play uh earthworm gym oh, like i might like, come yeah, on just dude. and that's the Bring only one out. on there where, <laughs> that's what you're paying for that 150 dollars is for that earthworm gym it's gonna be well it's gonna be well worth it <laughs> yeah, it'll be super good it's a 150 dollar game yeah pretty much <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's a paperweight that just happens to play an unreleased version of earthworm gym <laughs> yep so hey at least with the miko they're coming out with physical games so yeah that, that's, that's a plus like yeah, at that point, anything, especially for you and I, anything that we can put on our shelves is like a, a big positive. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't know how close you can see, but right here, I have that red Wii. Oh, snap. I, I haven't talked about buying stuff a lot because I haven't really bought a lot lately. Uh, but I bought that red Wii off of a guy of my Classic Gamers of Colorado group, CGC stuff. Um, 100 bucks. Dude hooked me up. Complete box. Well, nice. Was that the was that the, the swap that they did over at uh, One Up? No, I didn't get to go to that. I but you've seen him on there. The Nick, I don't I don't want to shoot out his last name, but 
Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I bought a bunch of stuff off of him. So I went and bought a Black Label Pikmin off of him. Uh, I bought this Wii. Um, I, bought, I bought a bunch of stuff from some Box N64 stuff before. I've bought some stuff lately. Nothing like of super importance. Uh, but the Red Wii was cool because I'm just a huge Nintendo Wii fan. And the more Wiis I can have in my house. This is a pretty good point, job. That was pretty um, good. The last but, game I... The last game I bought was last week, and I got the Orange Box game that came out for the Xbox 360. To have oh, like for Portal. Half-Life? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think I have that one, too, actually. And I have the Orange Box on uh, original Xbox. Right. Such it's a like, cool like little series thing they came out with. Yeah, I just, as much as I want to be a Half-Life fan, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a right. good game for what it is. I'd rather play Red Faction. <laughs> Personally. Um anyways, I've wasted a half an hour of our time at this point, so we shall move along. <laughs> yeah, real quick, so um I watched a couple of movies uh since the last time we talked. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Um the first one was Cruella. Um we watched it, uh, you know, it's on Disney Plus with the, and also in theaters, they did the dual release. You can play the premium, premium, uh, whatever they call it. You know, you pay the 30, premier access, that's yeah, what the it is. premier access. Um, and so we checked it out, and uh, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. I think it was great. I think it was a good addition, kind of a cool origin story on how it all worked. But like... My one gripe is they didn't, they kind of did a thing where it was like they kind of answered why she didn't like dogs, but then they kind of retroactively changed that where it's like, damn it, you like nailed it, but then you didn't. So I really enjoyed the movie. I think it's really fun, really great. Emma Stone in it is fantastic as you can expect. But like, just that last little, like, why does she hate dogs, especially puppies, to the point that she's willing to kill them? <laughs> Answer that one simple thing. And they did it. But then they kind of undid it all within the same movie. So I don't know. There's there's a sequel in development, so maybe that'll maybe that something happens in this next movie that really drives home the maybe fact it, that and maybe they did that on purpose. Drew, did you see it? No, not yet. I'm the only yeah, one. So I won't go into anything more than that until I don't want to spoil well, it. And for I thought I was going to be able to watch it, but Disney did the Disney thing where it's like, yeah, yeah we're streaming it, but you're also going to pay bucks. thirty dollars for it. Yeah. So. I thought it was just going to be free to me, like some HBO style shit. They should. And I was man. like, I can't wait to watch Cruella. And then they were like, Haha. and I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like they got to realize, like that'll bring people to your service. Like the way that HBO does it, they're like, okay, you can either go see it in the theater, but if you don't feel comfortable doing that, the come to is, our platform, subscribe, and then you've got it. You know, like, is people like you just paid for over two months. Of someone else's Disney Plus by yeah, just buying it true. one time. That's true. So that's they're right. making their money back on it, whether they give it away for free or not. Because it it is going to stream. Like my and the Last Dragon streaming on Netflix now or on uh, Disney Plus now. So like, I'm gonna get it. I may just have to wait a month and a half. And if I really want to see it, look, it's 2021. I'll figure out a way to fucking watch it. I promise you that. Yeah. Uh, you think I paid for the Mayweather fight? No. Wink. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Um, I do want to watch it though. I think it's very good. I think you're right. I think them keeping that like dog murder part out of it for two reasons. First of all, if they're already planning a sequel, you might as well because now you have a story arc for the sequel. Yeah. Second is like we're in a 
we are a weird world right now to where like you want to start talking about puppy murder in a live <laughs> action film but and we can get into some real shit real fast you know like so Peter's coming after you <laughs> yeah exactly maybe but that's Disney, maybe you Disney have to expect that being the fact that it is Cruella though like what's the one thing you know about Cruella she doesn't she like dogs very much, and she drives like a bat out of hell. Those are the two things you really know. She has and she's that high Captain fashion. Nemo fucking. I, I was just like, watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and like she has that Captain Nemo fucking station wagon, dude. Where like the oh, nose yeah, is yeah, like yeah, nine, yeah. it's like so <laughs> long. ninety feet long. Like, how big is that wheels. engine? I'm it like, doubles as the trunk. Like, there's no way you're driving this in a city like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you drive like Batman in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> Wide turns, wide turns. Yeah, but they're like every time you see one of those cars, they're drifting it like they're fucking they're ten block blurred. in the middle of Venice. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> this is England. They didn't build it for motor vehicles. It was meant for wagons. But uh, if if you had to if you had to give it a you know give me an eight or a one out of ten for it. It's a solid eight out of ten. It's a solid movie. Everybody should check it out because it is great. Emma Stone is fantastic. I can't wait to see more of her. I just want to see why she hates dogs so fucking. Tell me why you hate puppies. I get it, but then you don't check out the movie. You'll see what I'm talking about. And at the end, no, I don't want to give that away either. There's too many spoilers. But go check it out, and then maybe once you watch it, we'll we'll touch on it. Maybe do that uh the other movie i watch is this one that was recommended called little monsters it's on hulu um it stars lupita nyong'o which you might remember from like black panther and i don't know but if you got that name right oh i I try i hope just (laughs) murdered that uh, name yeah (laughs) also has a guy by the name of andrew gar uh, andrew england and josh gad who we all know all olaf and a thousand other different things um it's a zombie movie but it's a zombie movie with a twist where like is it a comedy it's it's it doesn't start off as a comedy basically the first i don't know 10 minutes is a couple basically going through a breakup or just yelling at each other and he's kind of the main character is kind of this slacker guy who's like one of those musicians who just plays out there for tips and whatever coins you can get thrown at him um he gets kicked out goes live with his uh his sister she's got a kid she tells him, if you're going to live here, you got to help me. So take him to school. So he takes him to school. Next thing you know, the school gets put on lockdown because a nearby army base releases zombies. Right? Awesome. That's the basic premise. Hmm. Okay. Um, Lupita Nyong'o is the uh, teacher in it. Say time for me. Lupita <laughs> Nyong'o. I'm going to change yeah. it every time. Holy crap. <laughs> um, but she's the teacher. So... and. She is like if you ever wanted to teach her, she'd be the teacher. What she's like, yeah. When you guys check it out, it you, trust me. Um, this one's not so yeah. thirty dollars to watch either. So no, this is if you have Hulu, boom, you it's got it. Free, it's definitely a, well, <laughs> favorite free price. Yes. Um, but then there's also Josh Gad who plays this like, um, children entertainer, but he's the one like Death to Smoochie where he's like. Rain- Rainbow Randy, who's got kind of a dark side to him, like, oh, like I've slept with so many like a- moms, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I respect that. Yeah, I mean, Look, nobody could blame him. Take, who who doesn't want to fuck the clown at your kid's birthday party? Yeah, no. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, <laughs> unless he's you know uh, known child murderer uh, John Wayne Gacy, but you know, 
<laughs> Innocent until proven guilty, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going after your mom, then. He's going after your dad. That, that's very true. <laughs> um, I mean, either way, the clown's no. getting some. I guess so. I'm curious. Um, but yeah, it basically follows these this teacher trying to protect these kids with Josh Gad being an asshole and this other guy just kind of being a slacker. Check it out. It does great twists on the zombie genre. You guys should check it out for sure. Um, highly recommend it. Probably 8 out of 10 on that one as well. If we're ranking things, you know, we only recommend good things here. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, moving on. Um, as everybody knows, we've touched on this before. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is being turned into a live action um, show or movie. Sorry. And uh, looks like the original um, composer, I think that's the word for somebody who does the soundtrack, is coming yes. back to do the soundtrack for the show. I keep calling it a show. I should find it. Let's see. Is it a show or is it a movie? Um, that'll drive me crazy. Live action. It's version an action series. Live action. Yeah. Okay. Series. The series. So Yoka. Oh, this Kano, one's got John Cho in it, right? John Cho. Yeah. Nice. Bunch of other folks, which is like the greatest casting of all time. So yeah, the original. I just wanted to bring it up because the original composer is coming back to do it, which just adds an element to it. Because if anything about Cowboy Bebop the anime, the music in it is so cool. It's jazzy, kind of rock. It's so great. Remind me, I have to tell you what I did. Um, this is I don't know why that reminded me. Anyways. What did you do? I did something I was never going to buy. This sounds great, but you're just talking about the original soundtrack and the artist and stuff. I, I bought something from Limited Run Games. Whoa! Blasphemy. Know. What? You've been railing against I, these guys. I bought them like most expensive <laughs> thing ever from Limited Run Games. Oh, right, right, right. I didn't even I look, I didn't even buy it. Da- Daisy and I celebrate our ten years uh in a couple days, actually. Uh day before this episode post. Um Ooh. she got concert tickets and well, we got concert tickets, but for me, she bought me the Castlevania like full ultimate edition from Limited Run Games. Comes with eight Castlevania games, the shadow Good box, Lord. the dust sleeves, the the original, like, even the Castlevania Bloodlines comes with a clamshell case that you can put on the shelf with the Switch cartridge. I bought it for the Switch. Um, it was not cheap. I think final price with shipping was, like, one ninety nine oh nine. So I went from I mean, fuck limited run games to, oh, my God, they did it. And I have to have this. So I, <laughs> I got the most expensive one that they had. Because I am I am a huge Castlevania fan. I'm a big fan of the series, but I'm like one of those closet Castlevania fans. Because you hear so many people, they're like, oh, oh fuck it. Belmont's this and fucking suck vampire dicks that. <laughs> and for me, I'm just like, no, I fucking love that series. That's I love the cool. storyline. I love the anime that Netflix came out with. Like, everything about the Belmonts and that whole like lore. So when I saw this, I was just like, shit. <laughs> and I did it. I did it. Now the problem is, is do I, do I become one of those limited run guys that doesn't open it? Even though I want to no. play all the, I want to play all these games on my Switch. All right, like I want to play Bloodlines. I've never got to play Bloodlines. That's an expensive game. Do you have Bloodlines, Drew? Uh, I do. Okay. For the Genesis. Yes, you son of a bitch. 
I'm gonna come see your goddamn collection one of these days, man. Um, that's that's a game that I want. There, there's a couple Genesis games that have still fallen out of my realm of grabbing: uh, Splatterhouse two and three, and Castlevania Bloodlines. Uh, those are three that are like major games that are kind of coming into my collection, and I will trade stuff for them. I fucking will do it. I thought about Clay Fighters. Clay Fighters got up over a thousand bucks over this, and I'm like, yeah. I could get. Both splatter houses and bloodlines for one clay fighters. Huh. You know? That, but clay fighters, it's a thousand dollar fucking game right now. And do I wild. really want to get rid of that game right now? No. It's hard well, to not have. That's how it is with uh Halloween for the Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah. That game is like skyrocketed in price. It, Same with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. It's, well, and you even look at stuff like Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, not nearly as bad, but Nightmare on Elm Street for the NES is just like now it's a three digit game. And it used to be a $15 game all day. You mm. know, Friday the 13th, $10 game all day. Bad games, especially Nightmare on Elm Street. Bad fucking game. It, 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 but COVID did something with game prices that was just, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. I won't get right. rid of Clay Fighters, but I want Splatterhouse and Bloodlines real bad. But yeah, so so I did the thing that I told myself that I would never do, um, and I gave Limited Run my money. And as I looked through their inventory of stuff on pre-order right now, I was like, "You motherfuckers!" Like, like <laughs> they they just they they got me, dude. Like I, I just. It was dumbfounded, but I will have a fucking limited run Castlevania collection, ultimate collection nonetheless, nice. on my shelf. My first and only limited run games purchase that I've ever made. Even though hey, the my- only, I, I want the Torox set. Like, that's one that I'll end up eventually buy um, is the Torox limited run set. But my I'll first have- game that I bought from a limited run was a Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Okay, it's like GameCube, right? Uh, no, it's for, oh, it's for GameCube and PS2. Yeah, okay. And they came out with it for the PS4. I'm like, oh, now I need to get it. Like, it's so badly done, but it's so good. <laughs> I, yeah, it's one of those things that like I love what they're doing. I just hate how they're doing it. Uh, but the Castlevania pre-order, I will give them credit, and maybe they're getting better on this now. The Castlevania pre-order was up for like sixty days. Like, nice. it's been up for a long-ass time. It wasn't like a, hey, we have this many that we're going to sell, so buy it now. It was like, hey, how many of y'all want this, and then we're going to make them. So I think mm. shipping for Castlevania isn't till like, October or something. Yeah. So, but I was able to get one. Like, I put my pre-order in, I got my confirmation, and it's like, I'll wait the three or four months if you can guarantee that I'm going to get what I'm trying to get. You know, like, that's different. It's the, hey, we have 1,200 of these, so the resale market is going to eat them all alive. And if you didn't get one, good luck buying it from a scalper. You yeah, know. that's how it was with Bounty Hunter. Like, Bounty Hunter, yeah. as soon as it went up, and it was like maybe 10 minutes, and it sold out. Yeah, and that's what LRG was for a long time. Is one of the things, I mean, we have a going history on this podcast of me shitting all over yeah. limited run. Uh, and that's why it was so wild that I actually did it. But, like, even still, today's date is the 13th. Um, you still have two weeks before the Castlevania uh, comes down. And, and look, I will say, if you're a Castlevania fan at all, they do have just the base game. I think it's 40 bucks. You yeah. can buy it for the Switch, the PS4, 
Um, and it comes with eight games, including Kid Dracula, which is like a random ass game to have in a Castlevania collection. Uh, the one that it doesn't come with that I wish it did, and I understand why they didn't do it, is it does not come with Symphony of the Night. Um, but it comes with Bloodlines. It comes with the original three for the NES, Super Castlevania Four, Dracula X, Kid Dracula. Um, so it's a great, great lineup. But yeah, anyways, I didn't mean for that to be a tangent, but I did that. I bought limited run stuff. God damn it. It's a, it's a wild world we live in. Now that you've opened up that floodgate, man, now you're just going to be like, oh, guess what I just pre-ordered from Limited Run. Bro, my dumbass signed up for the newsletter and everything. I was like, you know what? Keep me reminded. Yep, like, let me that, know. That's just, right. I, I don't want to miss out on anything, you know? Well, so for a while there, we thought that Punisher was dead with the Netflix uh, TV series. Looks like... John Bur- Bernthal? God, I can never say Bernthal, that name. Bernthal, yeah. It, the way Bernthal. that it's spelled versus how it's said is it's Bern. a wild, wild west of grammar. Yeah, so he's coming back to reprise his role as the Punisher. He's bar none, one of the best. I mean, not to take anything away from Thomas Jane or Ray Winston, but he definitely owned that character for that John series. John B's got the face for it. Like, like he He's looks, got the fucking Punisher nose. He's Frank know? Castle. So yeah. he's going to be returning in a series that... Uh, um. Disney Plus is putting out called Moon Knight. So it looks like he's possibly going to be making an appearance in that thing, which is interesting. Moon Knight, for those who don't know, is kind of the Batman of the Marvel world. Um, He's got like superpower. It's Batman if he went crazy, essentially, is what Moon Knight is. Um, I know what Moon Knights are, but totally different. Moon Knights. Yeah, it's a, I think, it's slightly different. Um, Yeah. So, but that's exciting news because it is one of those things. He was so good in the role, and to see it kind of go by the wayside, kind of yeah. Because they pretty but, much canceled that, right? Like, yeah, they were like, I mean, no more. They canceled all the you know all the Netflix Marvel shows because they were like, well, why do we produce more when they've got Disney Plus and they've, they've got Disney Plus? Yeah, let you know, them spend their so, money. Let them spend their money. So yeah, just want to bring that up. It's exciting because it, he did uh, do such a good job with. Um, that's very true. With it. Um, Another nudes, more geeky news. Um, Critical Role just uh, wrapped up their second season. For those who don't know, Critical Role is an online D and D live play thing that features voice actors from the best everything for, for <laughs> straight straight D and D play. They are the best for story building, best. for character development, uh, for voice acting. That's what they are known for. Um, the new one is very interesting. Because for the first time in a critical role, I think, no Matthew Mercer. And they're doing a uh, lady as their yeah. DM this time. She's going to be taking up the reins on... Um, basically, it sounds like it's just going to be an exploration of the um, world that Matthew Mercer had created. And Matthew Mercer isn't really going where He's just dropping down to being a player, which yeah. is fun for him because half Good the time him. he's the DM... And this way he gets to play, not that he didn't get to play before, but now his responsibility is just to show up and interact with the DM. So that's exciting. That's coming soon. Um, sounds like it's supposed to be like a, a shorter limited run <laughs> um, series. <laughs> you as opposed son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to there, because I think it was 142 episodes of this last campaign of theirs, which... Each episode runs anywhere from three hours to five hours, and their last episode was seven and a half hours long. So, to give you an idea, that's a lot of time put in to watch something. Yeah, um, that's good though. I mean, they can do no wrong. Those guys are 
a lot of the reason why D&D had such a resurgence in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and then fueled by the pandemic and the need to have things that you could do online as well as being interactive. Uh, it's a perfect time for it. Let them go. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to support anything Critical Role does. For sure. It's it's all quality. So yeah, um, that's happening soon. Um, uh, Zack Snyder from, you know, Batman versus Superman and Justice League and Army of, Army, the, Dead. Army of the Dead fame. You know, he's done countless things that are all great. Um, his newest kind of thing that they're working on is a animated um, mythology uh, produced sick. by Netflix. Netflix. Let me say it right. Netflix. And they just released kind of the cast for it all. And I'm not going to go through all of them, but like, it's, it's like a who's who of like character actors in different geek spheres. Like they've got dudes from Game of Thrones. They've got freaking Satan himself from Constantine. Like the cast is insane. And this that is version of great. Satan is amazing. Maybe one of the best versions of Lucifer ever on film is that Constantine version. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be... He did a super good job. That's going to be interesting. I wonder what the... Uh, I'm excited to see, like, kind of the... If they're going to go, like, um, the Castlevania or even the He-Man and the Master of the Universe trailer that just dropped, if they're going to go that kind of animated style, which kind of lends itself to kind of being darker or, you know, like, it seems like it would fit a little better. Um... Yeah, I I mean anything that has to do with like mythology like that, like bring bring it in to me. Um, so uh, for a while there, you know, after the success of Joker, um, they weren't sure if Todd Phillips was going to return. Um, that was kind of a big concern. I mean, with the success that it made, I think it made like a billion dollars, and you know, won an Academy Award and all this other stuff. Something about Joker always seems to win Academy Awards. But Todd Phillips is look. Do you want coming me to play back devil's, to devil's advocate on that? If you certainly like, fucking goddamn anything that has to deal with mental depression or something like that, they're like, we have to push this to the forefront, and that's exactly what they did. Even though I look, Walking Phoenix is amazing. I think he's fantastic in what he does. Uh, but of course, it's gonna like, it's it's political or not a political. Social commentary. My concern, and I'm, this is more for like Drew since he's uh, kind of a huge Joker file. I don't know what that would be, but um, do you think they need a sequel to that movie? Like considering that the first was such a contained piece of art, do you think they need? That's to, exactly what that movie was too. You know, because like, like the way that it was, and the fact that he wasn't a reliable, reliable narrator, it just seems like. Do you think they need a sequel to that movie or, 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 and, or do you think, what would you want it? Where would you want it to go from there? Do they need a sequel? Yeah, I guess not because the movie was so great. It doesn't would seem I like, like a this... movie that they should use one on either. Unless they're going to try to tie in, you know, with Batman, you know, eventually that, tie yeah. those two together to kind of see how their relationship kind of began. That's true, like the origin story of like that villain hero aspect. That that would be interesting if they do it that way. Because it's going to be hard to build off of the movie that they put out. Oh, yeah. You know? 
So, like, yeah, I, I, that is an interesting take on that because if they do build that relationship with, you know, with Batman or him knowing that it's actually Bruce Wayne or whatever else, uh, it'll be a very interesting way to kind of lead that character, especially from the movie that they gave us a couple years ago, for sure. So, so I think it, if they didn't do that, that'd be... I'd be okay with that, you know, just to kind of see the relationship of why him and Batman have, why why they are so great together as a villain and a yeah, hero. They're kind of codependent in a weird Arkham City kind of way, you know? Because like, it's like without Joker, you wouldn't really, like, Batman wouldn't be the same without Joker. No. And Joker wouldn't be the same without Batman just because they're it there, would get, right? They're, it would get boring for both of them. Like, life in the city would get boring for both of them. If one of them wasn't there. Joker is like the craziness for Batman. Like He's the one that feeds Batman. It's the yin and the yang. Yeah. But yeah. I'd, I'd love to see a new uh, Joker movie. Because the first yeah, I one. Mean, the, I mean, the Joker was good. But the last one that really like did it for me was The Killing Joke. The animated one. Mm. Oh, that was um, good. The animated version. Was, that, DC knows how to make animated things. There's talks they're going to be doing a Longest Night. Well, they are doing the Longest Night uh, animated, um, which is cool because it's basically Batman taking on almost his whole rogues gallery of villains um, that's coming out this year. Um, but I know there's this theory that Gotham got worse because of Batman because he was so crazy with his persona that it brought the crazies to them that everyday crooks became something more because they had to because Batman is so much more. So Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you look at the philosophy of a Batman and stuff, and it's like, did Gotham really need him? Like, yes, in a sense, but at the same time, it wasn't what was best for the city yeah. at the time. <laughs> you know? But that's why I liked uh, the Batman graphic novel, uh, The Last Night on Earth. Because mm-hmm. it really showed, like, if this was just all an illusion for Batman, Bruce Wayne, you know, like what happens if he really is an inmate at, of Arkham? Oh, at Arkham, yeah, that that and is all of a this real is just, mind fuck. All this is just you know fake. All this is yeah, just a mind. Like, I I love that viewpoint of it too. It's just like this is his mind making sanity out of what his insane life actually is. And it's like the people, his villains, are actually just orderlies or therapists within Arkham. Like, oh yeah, that story. That's a good story. That's a very good story. Yeah, you know, because I would have went I, crazy too if I was him as a kid. You know, and stuff like that happened. That is just, one that I wish DC would pick up for an animated series. Yeah, I could yeah. pick that up. That'd the thing is, is I wish they would do it in like a rated R version. You know, where they like really made it real. It's one thing that I wish that more. Uh, especially like PG comic type things would do is like take something that is normally PG. Like if you look at it in the sense of like, I'm going to bring up Castlevania again, but the Castlevania animated series I thought was fantastic. Like there was some dialogue issues that they had in the later seasons, but they took something that doesn't necessarily have to be a rated R and they made it rated R, which gave it more life in what it was trying to do. And like seeing a Batman version that way and like that rated R, very dark, you know, real life kind of way, I think would do a lot for that, especially if it was an animated show, because there's something about having a fucked up animated show that makes it better. Rick and Morty. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Then it's like I watched one of the Batman ones on 
HBO Max is uh, during the time of uh, Jack the Ripper. Mm. It's called like Arkham. The Gaslight. Yeah. Um, Gotham by Gaslight. And I thought that was huh. so great. Like, kid being a fan of Jack the Ripper. That was yeah. Like, that's oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that, I mean, we could keep. I mean, we could sit here and talk Batman all day because seriously, we yeah, there's a lot to talk about. But moving on from one spookiness to another, um, one of the stars from an old uh, Jason Voorhees movie came out and kind of, I guess, is out in Hollywood pitching an idea for like a Jason versus Michael Myers. He wants this thing to happen, and that person is Corey Feldman. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who is uh, Tommy Jarvis, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I guess you yeah. are right. Yeah, in <laughs> Halloween or uh, Friday four, four. Yeah. Come on, baby. I know that one. I I know my Jason movies. Um. <laughs> oh shit! I totally forgot about that. That here. I'll... Let Let Feldman do it then. Yeah, like I'm. I, shoot, anytime they put a versus versus, like, I mean, we have our who would win on this show of like that. So like, sign us up for like Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers. Like, I mean, I think we all agree Jason would take it in the end, but like, it would be an interesting fight to see how many like poor innocent people get stuck in a rubber mask and turn out. Oh, that wasn't actually Michael Myers. That was just <laughs> poor. Sheriff number three, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got a cool. He's got a cool quote here. I, I do kind of want to read this real fast. I'll go. I'll get yeah, through yeah. fast. He said, "I got a call from New Line who said we want to meet with you and talk to you about doing a Friday the Thirteenth thing. Do you have any thoughts?" And based on that early idea I had for Jason versus Michael Myers, this is Corey Feldman talking. He said, "I said, well, yeah, I like the idea of Jason coming back and looking for Tommy Jarvis and having the whole H two O kind of vibe." <laughs> I said, so do you like to do Tommy versus Jason, or could you add another layer to it? And he said that you could bring Danielle from Halloween, and she could reprise her role as an adult, and I could reprise my role as an adult. And how cool would that be to do, like, two kids that went through, like, crazy things, especially with serial killers like that, and then having the serial killers meet while also doing the same thing and trying to murder these children now slash adults, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm good with that kind of movie. Make that movie. Let's, I'd be happy with it. Make let's that do it. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of crazy sure. though. Like, because I, you and I think you and I listen to the same show. But um, I was listening to a thing on the Goonies not long ago, and like they had asked Feldman and and a lot of the other guys for the Goonies set, and like a lot of them were like down to do a Goonies thing. But like for me, we've talked about this in the past too with how you're playing with our nostalgia. Like, I don't want a Goonies remake now. Would I have taken a mm. Goonies remake in 1994? Yes, 100% over. Yeah. But, like, now as adult, like, I don't care. I just don't care anymore. Like, leave the Goonies alone. Leave it to be that childhood adventure that we all know and love. I don't need it. But something like Let, this, like, it's so B-roll. Like, run it back. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is a weird thing where certain things you're like, I'm cool with. But then, like, other things, like a Goonies sequel or whatever would be like, no, no, no. Just make a similar movie. Call it something else. Don't call it The Goonies because we're so tied to what that one was because it was yeah. such a special circumstance that makes that movie what it is. You'd Don't call it, it up. Never Say Die. You there know? you go. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> Never Not Say Die. Um, let's see. Um, um, 
Uh, looks like they're working on an animated Lord of the Rings, The War of Rohirrimil. Ro- I any idea how to say that word? R O H I R R I M. Ro Rohirrim. Let's go with that. Rohirrim. Um, they're talking about the origins of Helm's Deep, which, if you guys remember, was like big battle. Um, I think it was the third movie, maybe the second movie, where they fought all the orcs, and there's that classic scene of Legolas skateboarding down the down the stairs, flip flip. Um, but yeah, they're gonna do uh, they're gonna do um, an animated uh, feature. Um, looks like I'm pretty sure that was the second movie. Was it the second one? Pretty sure. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, it's gonna be an animated feature. Um, so you know we get some more Lord of the Rings. Never a bad thing. Um, it'd be interesting to see how they're going to animate this thing. Uh, yeah. So, Lord of the Rings anime. It's exciting stuff. Um, we'll see what they do with it. Like, they've got a bunch of, like, classic anime um, folks producing it, directing it. Kenji Kamiyama, um, which I'm sure I jacked up the name because I'm not great with names. But... It's it'll be interesting to see what they do with this, especially with the origins of Helm's Deep. Like that's such an iconic place that it. Anytime we can go back to Lord of the Rings, yeah, it, it's um, a good time. Yeah, I mean, I, it makes you wonder because you, you, I'm sure all of us have seen the original Hobbit film, the animated Hobbit film. Yeah, yeah, that was dark. That thing was weird, man. <laughs> Great fucking movie, though. And it, it, it makes you wonder why it took so long for us to get, especially in a high fantasy category, why did it take so long for us to get another animated version of a Lord of the Rings universe? Like, it just, because they're doing, Amazon's still doing the Lord of the Rings show, right? Yeah. The new one. Yeah. So, like, why don't you just, you know, cut the money down and do, like, what, uh, Star Wars is a prime example. Like Clone Wars, Star Wars' animated show, Clone Wars, fantastic show. Fantastic animated show. It, it extends the Star Wars universe. It expands the story that we already know and love. Um, and it probably, like, you know, versus doing a full live action show is probably a lot easier, I would imagine, to some extent. You know, I'm sure there's aspects that are hard, but. Like, it really does surprise me that they don't. They have not done this yet. That that there has not been a, a live a, or a animated Lord of the Rings show at this point. Just in the high fantasy genre in general, it's just a perfect place to do it. Especially on a subject that hasn't really been covered. Like you could obviously go and do a new telling of Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or anything, and update the animation and be what it was. But I think it's interesting to go into the lesser known parts of that fucking. You know, of Helm's Deep in this particular situation. Like, in a city so that we things. knew nothing about until we were blowing it up. Until it was like, oh, there's a big fight yeah. happening. Uh, if they get it, bad things happen. Okay, so we know this is an important place, and that's kind of, unless you, I'm sure in the books they might go more into it. But I imagine so, yeah. It's one know, but, book series that I have not read that I really want to read. But yeah. I don't want to read a version that's after the movies were made, because they change it to like fit the... Uh, fit the movie instead of fit yeah, the actual yeah. original story. So I've been real yeah. picky about buying those books. Um, one other thing I want to touch on since we're talking about animated things, uh, which will kind of lead into our nostalgia this week. Yes, it will. Is the 
He-Man Masters of the Universe new show. This one being written and done by Kevin Smith of Clerks and Jan Silent Bob Infamy. Uh, They released their their trailer for the show. And I will say it looks fucking awesome. And we're going to go back to Castlevania one more goddamn time now. Uh, because the one thing that I do like about this is I love the animation in Castlevania, mm-hmm. and this is by the same people that did the Castlevania animation. So yeah. Kevin Smith's story, Castlevania animated anime, He-Man Masters of the Universe. I, I'm I'm actually hyped for this. Yeah, it's it, it. Come to find out, like the king of all geeks is actually a fan of He-Man, and not just like a casual fan. Like, the dude has knowledge about this thing that's like, okay, cool. And so it's like, who else are you going to... Like Like we've said before, get somebody who's passionate about it. Get yeah. somebody who like legitly loves the material, and they'll make something great. And so far from what we've seen of the trailer and the little things we've gotten from it, it looks nothing less than spectacular. Like, Yeah, and it takes place like right after the ending of the show, the actual syndicated show. Um, and it's pretty much like begins with, with She-Ra going around and trying to get the old gang back together to be able to find the sword of power, you know, they're like, they, and this is what it is. So it's like all these people have done what they've done and started living, you know, quote unquote, normal lives. And now shit's going down again. So bring them back like oceans 11 and let's go fuck some shit up. Yeah. Plus it's so cool to see like. I mean, He-Man back in the day was fine. It was a fine show, but it was of the time. It was an 80s cartoon, so yeah. they didn't have the level of like animation that we have now. So now we get to see Orko do some fucking cool magic shit. We get to see fucking He-Man be the fucking beast hitting the ground, creating a shockwave. Like, it's properly like, yes, here we go. Sick. Over the top, Skeletor's looking crazy. Like, yeah, Grayskull's oh, all... Like, Castle Grayskull's all ran down and stuff. Like, it's, it's just... <sighs> It, it looks sick. It looks super sick. Um, I'm excited about it because I'm a gigantic Kevin Smith fan because anybody that grew up in the 90s and late 80s is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> huge Kevin Smith fan. Uh, and I'm and also, I, I, again, I said it before earlier in the show that I love the animation style of the new Castlevania. And why not put those two things together into a show that, like, uh, Drew, you're closer to my age. Rick, you're a couple years older than us. Um, it was definitely more in your wheelhouse, whereas like we were getting into uh, not as good of cartoons, of course. But I was able to catch Subjective. the tail end, and I'm sure Drew, as you you as well, were able to catch the tail end of of He Man. For me, luckily for me, I have a brother that's born in '81, um, so that flowed to me as I got older. Like the stuff that my brother loved when he was a kid. He-Man being a huge thing for him fell into me because it was just like, yo, this was the motherfucking cartoon. Like you sitting here watching Scooby-Doo, like bitch, check this shit out, you know? Like, so it was one of those things that luckily for me, I was able to be, I was shown by someone else uh, because at that time those weren't the cartoons, you know, especially for, for like Drew and I, we grew up on Nickelodeon times. And I tell you right now, I was watching fairly Godparents today. Fairly Odd Parents today. Great fucking show, still. Finish Jimmy Neutron, amazing show. Cat Dog, still funny. But He Man, the new He Man, looks bad at. And one of the things that came out of He Man, and this is what goes into the nostalgia, one of the of best things to come out of it. 
I mean, the boy, <laughs> Prince Adam, <laughs> hey. Um, uh, is that they created some of, not, I can't say the first, because like, that's not the case, but like merchandising was a huge thing in the 80s, especially with cartoons. They were like, any cartoon we put out, there's going to be toys for. And this is, these ones were crazy because they were like these jacked, freaking non-articulated, well, like four point. Like they were right on the edge of like G.I. Joe doing the air carrier man. and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. like when you got the Castle, the Castle Grayskull play set, like the the box it came in was fucking three and a half, four feet tall. You know, <laughs> right? like this motherfucker was a, it, you know, not to get into gender specific things, but like, you know, at that time, girls Barbie houses, they were getting campers and fucking mansions and shit. <laughs> and so they come out with for the boys, quote unquote boys, because it did not matter. I don't want to get into this conversation right now, but like that was their answer was like put out the aircraft carrier for G.I. Joe, put out Castle Grayskull for for He-Man and like these are gigantic fucking playsets like gigantic playsets um which is cool because this leads us directly into what we were talking about this week uh something that we brought Drew on for to talk about this week and we're going to talk about some childhood action figures action figures. nice um, so this is this is okay. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. For me, like my list of action figures for me growing up was was very short. Um, especially like you know I got pushed into sports real young, so like physical toys and stuff kind of went out the window the minute the video games came in because my parents knew they could just be like, "Here's the Sega game, bitch. Go out and throw your baseball." You know, <laughs> like boom. Um, so it, it, this is kind of something that I'm gonna let you guys pull a lot of i do have a couple that i grew up with and i have one that i want to know if is an action figure or not and especially from Ooh. from guys that were able to play and did play with action figures growing up if uh i'm dumb you know and it's not an actual action <laughs> figure does is action figure defined as articulating limbs yes is it i, I think so back in the day it would be wouldn't be a statue so that's this fair. is okay. That's fair. That's so fair. this is how we're gonna start this. It has right? to have action to it. Okay. But right. what if it's in an action-oriented environment? So the reason I bring this up, and this is how we're gonna start this section off. Okay, because a big thing that I loved growing up, I did not really deal with action figures per se, but I fucked with army men heavy. Oh. Little <laughs> two-inch army men. Now in the scenarios that these army men went through in my life, they were motherfucking action stars. So yeah. what I want to know is if army men are action figures. No. What would you call them then? <laughs> that, that'd be They're like a statue. <laughs> like, that'd be like uh, whatever you buy for like a train set. Like... They kind no, of but you there. did stuff with them. Yeah, their, their legs didn't articulate. They didn't transform into fucking semi-trucks. All right? But they went through the fucking action. You know how many army men had firecrackers between their legs when I was growing up? A lot of them. <laughs> yeah, but with, like, that's not what they're meant for. You know, they're meant for standing up and going pew and knocking it over. Exactly. <laughs> Except I knocked mine over with firecrackers. But so no, it was my like, book, pew, and then an they exploded figure. along with eight other of them. <laughs> I think miniature statues is what you'd call them, yeah. or in action figures, because they are in an action stance. In Nobody action can deny figures. It, I've never but, heard that. But they just, they're static. They're 
You know, you got to have something to them where they move if you go by the action figure kind of thing about it. Okay. Not to say that, like, especially in the 80s, like the He-Man toys, they had articulated limbs that were basically arms that would move up and down and legs that would move like this and maybe heads that would move. And that's it. Like, not a lot of action in it, but enough, you know? It's no Boba Fett that shoots out missiles, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Even those old Star Wars ones were the same thing, where it's just super stiff joints. But they um, moved. You were able to do them. Like, you could almost flip off people with them and then put your arms yeah. on your hips. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to talk about action figures a little bit, Rick. I'll kind of let you lead this one. Um, because, again, like, especially with you guys, uh, I know we've said it on the podcast before, but Rick and Drew are family. Hey. Um, they did grow up together. Um so they were able to spend a lot more time together, especially growing up playing with stuff that we talk yeah. about heavily on this show. So <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're tag team um, for as long as like well, since Drew's been born, we've just been connected at the hip. So everything we've done together, every a lot of the things we've done, we've done together. So um, that's the first two timer on our beautiful retro nama yeah, show. Like it, it just goes without saying. We need the CLB. We're gonna build here. this motherfucker a plaque. Yeah, exactly. Here Especially when we blow up, people be like, "Yeah, those guys." Like, yeah, he was once my cousin. I was on that show before they got became assholes. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Could they got famous for for doing cooking show reviews. <laughs> um, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk about some of our things that we collected when we were younger because there is an age gap, but it's not so much that it's like makes a difference at the end of the day because. We basically grew up in the same households. <laughs> um, so let's do a top three collections. Um, and I'll let you start it. It doesn't matter the order. Um, my first one would be the Aliens. Aliens. By Kenner. <sighs> the, yeah, Kenner. The, the name Kenner. And especially as a kid, it did not mean anything. But as an adult, when you look back. And I wrote down a couple. They made the Batman animated figurine set. Uh, oh, Star Wars. Star Wars set is what they're most famous for, is the, the original four-inch figurines for Star Wars. Um, pretty much anything that was a major action figure uh, from the early 80s to even the early 2000s, I believe they're still in the toy-making industry now. Yeah. Um, Just, but like, I don't think they're as big as what they were. Well, I don't think toys like figures. that are as big anymore, because now you're looking at, like... And this is where it sucks with the way that, you know, we talk about kids these days, you know. Fucking kids. Get off um, goddamn kids these days. They they grow on them so fast, but it's gotten into more of a collector's set and figurine set to where you're buying these $120 collector statues versus going yeah. out and buying a $20 action figure. And I think yeah. that's what was great about NECA. I think NECA kind of brought that back, mm. what Kenner was doing with. You know, action figures are, you know, really high depth and detail. Yeah. Still playable, but you could still set them up to, you know, display them. Yeah. NECA yeah, really kind of changed like, the game for action figures. Even the Star Wars sets, you know, they came with display cases. You know, yeah. People still keep those things in the blister packs. But. So that the alien set. So assumably yeah. you get, you know, Xenomorph. You get Ridley. Action uh, I, I had a mix. Like we had the whole, yeah, the whole set. 
Uh, the front, the power loader, whatever yeah. it was called, the weird yellow machine. Fuck you, oh, bitch, no or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And Just then, legit about it. Like, his collections are no joke. And then a year later, they came out with the Predator toys. Yeah. By Kenner. Okay. And then they had the Alien versus Predator toys going on. So, of course, like, we went out and bought all the Predator toys. So, Rick would be Predator and I'd be Alien. And we'd be like, ah. Oh, see, I was doing Army Men things and you guys were doing Alien shit. Yeah, no. yeah, I mean, I was, but you- I was, I was digging molts with fucking metal spoons <laughs> while you guys were having space battles. But then we'd throw X Men figures in the X Men would be like, involved. X Men uh, Jurassic <laughs> Park figures would be involved. Like it wasn't like the thing we used to do, and I think I've said this before. You know, with when we did the games episode, uh, Army Attack, where we'd basically take our collections and pit them against each other. So you'd basically have like, what do you have versus what do I have? And we just go at it, be like, oh, well, this person beats this person because he can do this. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah, well, this guy takes it, you know, so it's just stupid shit. But, like, it was kind of a way to be like, oh, I need to get a new toy so that way I can, you know, I don't know, stupid shit. But yeah, because like, you were like, oh, this motherfucker, he's going to win this super fight. Yeah, yeah, I've got like, You Wolverine. were buying stuff from KB Toys <laughs> that you knew was going to win in the battle against Drew's, you know, whatever his leading champion was. It was like American <laughs> Gladiators, but it was in the front yard with fucking... The oh, figurines, like, you know? We had those, like, skeleton... All the skeleton warriors. Yeah, skeleton warrior toys going at it. What, and, a, like, what a great You got fucking xenomorphs and skeleton warriors going head-to-head. Head, like, we okay, collected a lot sense. of, like, <laughs> 80s and 90s. Like, any toys that came out, if they looked fucking cool, we'd be all about it. We'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I don't See, know what this is. So and you guys were in a real hurt when, like, the Todd McFarlane toys came out. Oh, oh yeah, that was even, like yeah, the that was next, toys. That was like, next level. That, that, that was the was, beginning of collectability for action figures. Yeah, because those original sets they would come with the comic. Yeah. So you'd have the first issue comic with the toy, which is ingenious. So here you are. You're like, here I've got this action figure. This comic is so dark and cool. Let me connect. What's this? Oh, who's this trimmer guy? Who's this violator? Who's who's over uh, overkill? overkill? And you know, so it was like, of course. And those were the first like getting into detail todd mcfarlane yeah. as he's gone on to record to be like no i'm not just gonna make simple like throw things out there and whatever you look at the first ones and yeah they're super basic then you look at the series two and it's like a step forward with like medieval spawn where you're like holy crap the level of well, details he's putting into simple action figures that and are still selling for the cost it, what's crazy is like is yeah like you see some of those original mcfarlane toys especially when it comes to spawn those are some of the original ones that i ever got to see but like it led in when you talk about like detailed things like McFarlane led into doing sports action figures. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he ventured out from something that started as like, <coughs> you know, for lack of a better word, an action figure, you know, but he was making collectible, like full art and insane mm-hmm. action figures. Yeah. Uh, to the point where something that started off as doing spawns and these crazy dark scenarios coming out of the comic world it led him into doing sports action figures and movie people action figures. And yeah, it, it was absolutely insane that something like that could lead you into that kind of career. I mean, it was a no brainer for him. Everything he does, he does a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, the true. fact that he started as a baseball player and that was his, that was his life and goal is to do this. And then he jacked up his arm or something like that. So he was like, well, I'm also a great artist, so I guess I'll do this. So, I don't know. That guy's just got to drive to 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 get things done and not to half-ass it. Everything he goes for, it's like it's going to be great. It's going to be at this yeah. level, and which it know. works out for him. He never settled. I mean, look at it. 
you know, 30 years later, we're still seeing McFarlane toys being put out, and they're oh, still yeah. top of the line toys. Crazy. Yeah. Um, um, with all that being said, uh, there's again, I do not have that many, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna save like my good one for your guys' third one because it was like the one quote unquote action figure I played with growing up. But I have to talk about the Beast Wars. Uh, Fuck toys. yeah, dude. yeah, because. For me, like the Beast Wars toys were the, like one of the first things that came out that seemed advanced, you mm-hmm. know. And I forget the ape's name, but Optimus Primal. Primal, thank you. I was like, I know it's something that I should know, but I don't remember it. So Optimus Primal, the way that that toy was set up is it had multiple things that it would turn into or morph into. And for a toy, I think they came out in like ninety. Four ninety five, ninety six, somewhere in that. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that range. Um, they were so like beyond their time, especially for a time that like the internet was still like kind of an unknown thing. You know, like this thing was it was the future. It was the epitome of what we thought toys were going to turn into. They were just multi use toys, and on top of that, they looked amazing. Sadly, I think they killed a couple children with the choking hazards and maybe the missile rockets, and that's a big reason why we don't get toys like that anymore. Um, (laughs) But for me, like that was a big thing when I was growing up, is like those transformer toys. And looking at them now, Beast Wars toys. Sorry, Um, but looking at them now, it's just crazy to think that like something like that. Again, we talk about the kids these days; they just don't know how well toys were made back then. And, like, that toy, if you take any one of those Beast Wars toys and put them on the shelf today, it's a $110 toy because of the mechanical aspects of it, the way that it actually does its thing and transforms, you know. And now, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but they built an Optimus Prime that transforms on its own. Did you guys see this? It's like a $700 fucking transformer. Uh, But you can be, like, Optimus, like, Autobots roll out. Yeah. That motherfucker, and all that's of a sudden, noise. he's like an Optimus Prime, or he's a fucking semi truck, and that's goddamn cool. Whereas, you know, when we were kids, we had Beast Wars, where it was just like, "Fuck, did I do the right step first? Like, unfold all the way back to the beginning. It's like arm first, <laughs> yeah, arms first, Toby. So like, you got to, you got to arms first, and then we're gonna do and everything then else. You, have you to know, do you got to the, the feet, the feet fold up, but the neck folds down as you're folding the chest in. You know, it was a goddamn jigsaw puzzle of plastic that we it's, had. But if you did it right, it was badass. The the evolution from Transformers to Beast Wars is pretty wild to look at because like. You look at like the 80s Transformers toys and they were super basic, but they got the job done. Yeah. But then you get to Beast Wars where they're like, let's make it just a little more complicated with a bit more moving parts. It was the same with the Power Rangers toys when you were trying to do. uh, It's morphin' time. Yeah, but you were trying to do the full fucking lion statue, like the Voltron of Power Rangers, you know, like they made all those Mm. toys where you could buy the set separately. But if you had all five. You could fold that motherfucker up, and it was like, like here you go, you're good. You know, you right. have a fucking eighteen inch tall robot with a fucking sword. Yeah, true that. that was and cool you got, shit. Yeah, that was cool shit. That, I, the, man, Beast Wars. That was such a good show too. Like, the cartoon was amazing. <sighs> Their toy set was good for what it was because it was fucking Transformers. Of course, it was gonna sell. But Beast Wars, it would. 
for a Transformers show, it was underrated because they were trying to do like animal stuff, but it was fucking cool. I don't care what anybody cool. says. Yeah. Beast Wars was fucking cool. Yeah, it's a weird, like, we've really gone on this Saturday morning kick as of late of like covering topics that like really deal with like Saturday mornings. And it's like, you know, cereal. And then, of course, you're going to be playing with your action figures after you're done with your cereal while you watch your te- television, your cartoon. So it's super interesting how we keep kind of going back to these like Saturday mornings and how great they are. And like to be able to watch the show, you know, whatever it might be, and then also be playing with the character is kind of fun. Um, Spawn would have been my number three that I would have thrown out there. Just okay. That was the f- that they were such solid toys. They were so cool looking. They were I, super nineties kind of badass. Like I, yeah. It was tough for me because my brother was real into them. Um, but even back then, my brother knew that those were collectible. Like he was old enough at that time when he was getting those McFarlane toys to know to keep those motherfuckers in the package. Like I've they never, were display pieces. Don't open. I just player. never prescribed to that train of thought of like, oh, I should keep this whole no. I buy a toy to play with it. I don't play with for him. A toy they were like, art pieces. That's cool. And it, it was one of those things. It, it just like, just it, but given, I mean, some of the stuff that he kept, I can't do it either. I mean, you. It, this is where like Drew and I have a lot in common, and it's one of the things that I think that me and you click so well in the beginning is like, I have stuff to fuck with it. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't have sealed <laughs> games in the collection. People are like, "Why don't you go get stuff graded?" I was like, "I don't believe in that." Like, I don't believe in a sealed copy that's unplayed. Like, that to me is like, I know that game's going to work. I cannot fucking wait to open it. It's going to be like looking at the back of that disc and just be like, no one, no human has ever touched this motherfucker. Like, I'm going to put it in my goddamn 30-year-old PS2, and we're going to start that bitch up, and I know it's going to play. You know? I have one sealed game in the collection right now, and it's only sealed because I do not own a Wii U. Uh, and that's Game and Wario. So I have it sealed. I've even thought about grading it because brand new, like in a seal right now, the game's worth like 180 bucks. oddly. I bought it at a fucking yard sale sealed for $5 like three wow. years ago. I never even owned the game, but I knew anything with Wario on the front of it was going to be a good game because Wario wear stuff is fun. Um, but even... Right now, like I don't own the console for it, and I hate the fact that I have a sealed game sitting on the shelf. Like it does nothing for me at all because I yeah. have my games to be played. Like, yeah, have people over. Like, yo, do you want to play some NHL '95 or some Vector Man or Sunset Riders or 007? Or we can break out the 360 and play fucking skate if you want because that's why I have the games. Drew, I'm sure you're kind of the same way with your game collection. To yeah. a certain extent, because you do have some stuff in there that I'm like, nah, we'll emulate that one. <laughs> like, right. that one's not going to go into the console today, but I'll emulate it for you. But for the most part, like, I don't have, I, like, I'm not, you know, I can't say never because I said I'd never buy anything from Limited Run, and here we are. Um, but I'm not a fan of buying graded things, you know. I'm not a fan of buying stuff just for the sake of owning it you know, and owning it in a new condition because that's not why I own it. Like it's not, it doesn't, my nostalgia isn't with having my parents buy me something and me being like, yeah, I have it now. Put it on the shelf. Never touch it. Like mine's like, nah, bitch, I'm going to play with these fucking troll dolls. Like I'm going to brush out the hair and do the (laughs) shit, you know, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's just the kind of person I am. So like with toys, especially 
given if you would have had the wherewithal as a child to keep everything in its wrapper and never have fun as a seven-year-old, then, yeah, maybe you'd have a little bit more money on your shelves today. But it's not why I do it. It's not why I have it. And I don't think I'll ever be that kind of person. And if I ever do become that person, then it was all wasted on me. I feel like it might be different now because, like, if I'm collecting things that are from my childhood and if they happen to be in the package, there's a good chance I might keep it in the package. As just an older for that. person? Just because now I'm like, I mean, You're I've got kids. So, so yeah. for that aspect, maybe I would still break into them. Because I still got a bag full of X-Men toys that once the kid is old enough, I'll be like, hey, <laughs> hey let's, let's, let's play some, let's wrestle these guys. And some of those 10-inch figures can be, like, those eight 10-inch figures can be up there. Oh, yeah, we had the old Galactus, which was like, 18 Big. inches or something <laughs> like that the thing was maybe two feet like it was huge and obviously that guy would have to get disqualified because he's too fucking powerful he's, he's too big <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like who's gonna choke slam galactus nobody all uh, right so so drew what's your what's your number two then since i took uh, um, number three no, my number two would be a uh, jurassic park toys bum, 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 bum. <laughs> so we got to be talking about like the only thing I think of with old Jurassic Park toys is the fucking the T Rex. Oh, the, the one like, that you'd slam down and make the stomping noise. Yeah, and... it was like the twelve inch tall. Yeah, the real noises. Like that's all I can think of when it comes to the Jurassic Park toys is that T Rex. I had that. I had the compound. The compound. Dude. Oh yeah, because you cars. got the one with all the walls. Yeah, yeah, and you can build the yeah. fencing. Oh no, the fencing is fall out. Yeah, Check out you could the buy old the Jeep too. Like you could get yeah. the Jeep and yeah. that I had that the Jeep. I had the Jeep. I had the Ford All Explorer the thing. Dinosaurs. Oh yeah, the Ford Explorer. That's a big pile of shit. With the yeah. plexiglass roof? Yeah. I had oh, all that. Shit. Like, all those I had everything. The See, Alan Grants was... and all the other yeah. like... That was cool because now you're getting into the realm of toys that were like semi interactive. Where, like, the T-Rex did things that T-Rexes do without, like, actually doing them. You right. know? Where, yeah. like, that T-Rex made yeah. noise. It roared. You know? It stomped. And you could fucking smash it through the vehicles if you wanted to while it was screaming. And, like, it made it more realistic, especially in that kind of toy. And that T-Rex was, like, larger than life in a weird way. Yeah. Where it's yeah. just, like, you're so used to these small toys to eventually come down to be, like... No, this T-Rex fucking makes noise, and he'll stomp through your life right now. Yeah. Same no. with the compound. The compound made noises. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, and you could break yeah. through the walls. And... They had to put a theme song somewhere. Yeah, no. Like, yeah. Somewhere I, I think... there was going to be a goddamn theme song. Yeah. Yeah, a button, a button on the compound, and you can listen to the John Williams score. Okay. Uh, Still yeah, some of it, the best out there. It's kind of magical to be able to play with it. You know, what was the T-Rex's name in the movie? Sally? No, there was no name for the T-Rex. Yeah, I was I, like, they didn't have a name. Isn't there a nickname? One? No, like, they just... They, no, just whatever. The um, but you take the T-Rex and you could like, have your G.I. Joes and you can almost like, oh, fuck! Shit, Cobras! Release the T-Rex! <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> There's some cross-progression there. <laughs> Truly! Like, it was like, they, how did they get this? <laughs> all toys are going to interact with all toys in our universe. Like, There's not separation yeah. of, oh, that's Jurassic Park, and that's G.I. No, Joe. these and that's weren't even part of the same Ninja universe. Turtles. It's like, bitch, I, it's my universe. Yeah, this is they're my all childhood. fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, y'all are going to be lucky if Barbie and Ken don't come down here like God <laughs> and fuck all y'all up, you know? <laughs> They're bitch slapping somebody. <laughs> yeah, Mattel yeah. was just like, we made the god toys. All right, use them as necessary. 
Yes. <laughs> Barbie and Ken as these all-knowing beings. We've been around forever. We've seen everything. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Yeah, I was G.I. Joe. Like, they made G.I. Joe because I of was. it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we need something for the boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Everything. We don't want to get into Mr. Potato Head talk. <laughs> um, so the one I will say, I'm going to bring up my last, my last action figure in this list. Um, and this one played a big part. Like when it comes to action figures, again, like didn't use action figures a lot growing up, but there was one set of toys that I remember multiple years getting sets for as they came out. And that is the WWF wrestling action figure. Fuck yeah, dude. When you get the raw ring, you get the entry things. When that was the it had best. music that played. They had real hair and shit. You know, the ropes yeah. bend so you can slingshot fucking Hulk Hogan across that bitch <laughs> to Randy Savage. You know, like. That's the best part of those series is the rings. Because yeah. for the yes. longest time, you just have to pretend, oh, this pillow is a wrestling ring. And then they came out with those $20 rings. And some came with tables or ladders or steel cage. Or Or a cage. You could do a full-blown fucking cage match with your toy set. Yeah. Yeah. The the wrestling... The WWF was WCW for me. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the same. Because they made the the Raw one. They made an NWO one at one point. Yeah. Um, You could get the full set. So there's a store here in uh, Thornton called Out of the Box. And they yep. have most of the original set. I can't stand the store um, or the people that work in it, for that matter. Uh, but the store itself has a lot of good stuff in there. It's very overpriced. But like that, I went in there and saw a bunch of the original figurine for the wrestling stuff and was like, I don't even want to look at my credit card statement right now because I'll buy every one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> right. I, I'll buy $600 in fucking 1993 Jack's Toys fucking wrestling figurines you know but for me like that was the one thing that i remember because especially for all of us three like there was never a better time for for professional wrestling wrestling than when in the we 90s were, oh, yeah. holy shit then late when they 80s the, early 90s then they tried to do the wcw end of uh wwf like crossover yeah like, the better the minute they Wrestling went to company. WWE, it was just like, the Monday was like Night fuck Wars, the man. Wildlife Federation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're the goddamn World Wrestling Federation. Then every now and then you'd watch ECW on, like, Sci-Fi oh. Channel or whatever it was. Yeah. Or not, yeah, the Sci-Fi It might as channel. well have been Backyard Wrestling at that point, watching the <laughs> ECW stuff. Shit, yeah. I, I remember going to a WWF oh, match when I was, like, oh, seven or eight. And, like, people don't realize, I even saw a meme the other day that said that this stuff was, like, the original Twitter but, like, if you ever went to one of those old professional wrestling shows, whether it be NWO, WCW, whatever it may have been, you couldn't see a goddamn thing because no. people had full-blown fucking poster With their sides, with man. With fucking rock out with my cock out. They didn't even make sense for what we were watching. And it was thousands of people, sold-out fucking arenas of, of <laughs> stupid fucking poster boards where it was just like you had to sit down to watch the wrestling match because all everybody with poster boards was standing up the entire yeah. time. And it was just like, to the point where if I'm not mistaken, there's even toy sets with the Jackson sets that come with those stand poster boards. Yeah. That'll Sounds say right. like advertisements yeah. for stuff. Yeah. So for uh, me, that was a big one 
for me is like and there there's always a hatchet man Every there time is, that you watch, oh for sure, there's yeah, always a hatchet man. Can't get away from the. For those of you guys that wrestling. aren't watching live, Drew's got OG fucking hatchet men around his neck right now. I, I do. Yeah. I out. think I saw a post earlier. These are like 2001. I got 2000, 2000 and 2001. Good times, uh, son man. of a bitch. Man, those are wild times. Yeah, because uh, I was 12 years old, so <laughs> we we went to one of those live events. Uh, it was for WWE. And um, there was a guy who had a sign that on the front said something like, you know, Stone, uh, Austin 316 or something super, super simple like that. But on the back, it, it read, you cannot see anything in front of me <laughs> <laughs> on the back of his sign. And he's just he holding this shit. And it's like, this dude cool. knew what he was doing. <laughs> so, yeah, we we uh, we know he about the uh, pain of like, I'm fucking people right now because you seriously couldn't unless you were front row right next to the to the fucking ring you had to have been in the splash zone uh so again for me those like original like (laughs) wwf those were like if i had to go back and tell you a figurine or an action figure that played a big part in my life uh it was that one pretty damn good um let's see uh the x-men action figures were huge for me because that animated series as we've talked about was like Holy crap, they finally did it. Here's a comic book show. That's a comic book. And they've got, and they released like every single character from that show for every season. Even if they were like just a background character, they would release the action figures and they were so cool looking and they were, they were more detailed than the show was able to do. So, and some of them for a while there came with a little trading card too, which was really cool. But, those yeah. X-Men action figures in the 90s were like bar none. And they still produce them now. And now they're more of a collector's thing. Because now, oh, you get Jubilee and she's got one bit of Juggernaut's arm. And you get Dazzler and she's got the leg. And so you can piece yeah. together a bigger character. Which and is kind of we cool, but it also forces you to do so. Yeah, it was like know. an 8 to 10 inch figurine, hard plastic. Yeah, just yeah. like these little. And it came in the same way that a Barbie came in. And it was a cardboard box with a clear front where you could see the action figure you know, fucking banana bread tied inside. Because I had a Silver <laughs> Surfer one for a long time. and Yeah, um, that was a cool one. And the Wolverine one. The Wolverine, like, yeah. Shoot out. So many Wolverines. Holy crap. They did yeah. every iteration of Wolverine that there was in the comics there in the 90s. And then like the Nightcrawler one, I think, came with like a staff. Fuck, it's okay. Right. It came with something. Nightcrawler came with swords. Yeah, that's what it was. Gambit came with the staff. Yeah, yeah Gambit came with the staff. So fucking cool. Like... Yeah, yeah. X-Men. I can't say more about it because... Then they had like the Batman animated series one where you could get the car. Oh, that car was ridiculous. Yeah, because that one was like... that Exactly. We talked about it with the Kenner stuff, but that was done by Kenner uh, as an animated series pull-off. So it wasn't just like a licensed Batman. It was a licensed animated series. Goodness. Well, something that a lot of people don't know is the reason why Kenner picked up the Alien uh, franchise to make toys was originally supposed to be an uh, animated cartoon. Which is, I I couldn't imagine what an alien, like, is it just them, like, taking over, oh, we took over this planet, let's get on this ship and go to the next. Like, I couldn't well, it was imagine called, what that was Originally, it was supposed to be called Operation Aliens. Okay. Was the name of the series that was supposed to come out. Never came out because, of course, parents were like, oh, well, how it's, can you put an M rating on a cartoon? But at the same time, you know, 
they came out with the Mortal Kombat cartoon they yeah. had for a little bit. That didn't do very okay. well. Weird. <laughs> super, super okay. Where you're like, at least I get to see the characters move and do. Like I'd have been, I'd like... been totally fine with an animated alien cartoon because the alien. Oh, we would have again. Surprising they haven't done sure. that yet. Like in because the IP's real big still. So I mean, now it's under the Disney anything. banner, so it's hard to say if they would do anything like that since it's under Disney now. If they'll even touch some of these more hardcore uh, uh, properties that they got from Fox, you well, know, take like the creators of Predator, like trying to fight Disney for the rights back. Yeah, because you know, people wild. with Predator, they're like, mm-hmm. no, the creators of Predator, are like, no, like, I want my property back. Yeah. Like, I don't want a part of the Disney property because that's not what it is. It's not a kid-friendly no. character. And like they know that they, it's just going to go wasted. That It's a big thing that's been coming, like, with companies that own companies that are being bought out by Disney right now. They know that their IPs and stuff, in theory, could just go to waste under Disney because they don't fit in their realm of, you know, personality. Kid-friendly. It's not a kid-friendly kid thing. And that's a sad thing. Because of the fact that it's just like, it, it's one of those things where when you talk about intellectual property, it kind of like will piss you off because it's like someone built that, sold it to someone who got bought out by someone who's being bought out by someone bigger. Yeah. And that person could give two fucks about that genre, even though that there's a huge following for it. But because it doesn't fit in the things that they want to put out, they're never going to touch it. But they're never going to sell it because they want to be able to have the rights to it later if they would ever need to fall back on it. Well, it's like Marvel picked up the alien for the comic book. Comic book's great. But could they really do another movie with it? I don't know. It's hard to say. Uh, the last Alien movie was a little... Alien Covenant? I yeah. loved Alien Covenant. So You're good. also a fucking Alien fan. I'm so, fucking... That's true. That's I love true. all of that. Coming <laughs> from someone who is indifferent about the series, like... A little like, like, there's talk it, it, about the guy odd. that made uh, District... Is District, District Nine, 9 yeah. District Nine, picking uh, up an Long alien Game. movie like I'm back. Let him like, okay. because District Nine was. Great. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think yeah. what what he did with those movies was fantastic. Ridley Scott is still working on uh, Alien. Finishing the, yeah, the finishing the stuff. the last three movies. I guess it would be. Huh. Yeah, like it's called it's supposed to be called Alien Awakening. So it'd be the mix in of between Alien Awakening and Alien to try to finally. Complete the the series, the prequels, oh, okay. if you will. Yeah. Uh, the best thing is Ridley me. Scott takes so long to do anything with movies, and it's hard to say. If yeah, that guy needs to hurry because he's like ninety years old, so he really needs to bust out the yeah. rest of his stuff before he's gone. Uh, let's see what's what. What was your final? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, did we did we ask you about your third one? Um, I guess my third one. I, I know you remember them. Uh, the Earthworm Jim toys. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, okay. Like, Earthworm Jim, <laughs> like, huh. So, with me and Rick, Earthworm Jim was such a big thing for us in the 90s with the games, and then they had the animated series for what, yeah. a series, a season, I think? I maybe think one season. season. Yeah. Earthworm Jim was such a big thing. It's, it's a yeah. weird thing because it's such this little, like, you look at the grand scope of, like, pop culture. And, like, for what it was, it was just this little blip on it. But, like, it just had such a weird impact to the point that 
we drew like silly little comics with Earthworm Jim that were just kind of for our own pleasure and and everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Like the the base set of people that you would talk because like especially when it comes to, you know, for me Earthworm Jim is a Sega game because that's what I had growing up. I know that it's out on a lot of things whatever, but you know, for me like I'm a big Vector Man fan. And unless you grew up with a Sega Genesis, you chances are you don't know who Vector Man is. Mm-hmm, you right? know, but Earthworm Jim is such like a he goes beyond just a video game personality. Whereas people there's people out there that do not realize that a lot of him was based out of the video game stuff. Mm-hmm. And that his brand as a whole is a lot bigger than just like what we knew of him growing up, you know, like yeah. it's a, he's a very interesting character when it comes to pop culture, because you're right. Like he's a very weird thing, but he's known it's such a weird thing. More people know him than know him from what he's known for. Yeah. If that makes just, any sense at all. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the character booger, booger man, booger oh, man. Jesus. Like yes. he, he's another one of those characters. Like if you played Sega, you knew who he was. For sure. But if you had, if you didn't play Sega, like if you'd mention it to somebody now that plays video games, they'd be like, "Who?" It's it's like, Earthbound, in the same yeah. sense. You know, you just unless you had that system and knew of those games, you had no idea. But like Earthworm Jim transcends the systems that he was based on, and yeah. that's such a crazy thing for those because I would have like that would have never been, especially considering your first two, Aliens, Jurassic Park, like Earthworm Jim figurines and action figures would have been well out of the realm of possibility for me growing up. Like it would have never even touched the surface of things that I would have bought. So it's a very interesting choice to, to and always, say that earthworm gems meant a lot to you growing up, you know, like, and there's the always the cat. What was the cat's name? Uh, he was always angry. Evil. Yeah. Evil, evil, the cat, Peter puppy, Peter queen, mouth, and the, the dog, <laughs> <laughs> the dog always Princess, grew up into like the angry dog. Like yeah. that was his evolved form. Yeah, on Earthworm Jim's yeah. head. Yeah, and then like me and him would always talk about if they ever made an Earthworm Jim movie, like Jim Carrey would be like the perfect oh, yeah. Earthworm just because of oh, sense just of the humor. facial expressions alone. You're a hundred percent right on that. That'd be a good casting <laughs> for sure. Like he's just one of those weird characters that you're like, all right, like Jim Carrey'd be the perfect Earthworm Jim just yeah. because of his. His um, what would I be? His sense of humor. His guess, sense of humor right? is his mannerisms, like everything about him. His mannerisms, like, for sure. Oh, they basically are a copycat of of, yeah. of Jim Carrey. Earthworm Jim was designed after Jim Carrey. I, I feel think like. so. Yeah. Good huh. lord, good pull, Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim me... action figures. Yeah, that's something that we do not get to talk. And about there's so much. many of them. There was a lot of them. Like yeah, they had like Earthworm like Jim in space, and you're like, all right, like him underwater. Yeah, the in the scuba suit, the scuba yeah. suit, the scuba suit. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, that and is a the, that is a very interesting. Yeah, the way you could take his head off and just have the little worm, just have a little worm. Just oh, now I got a little earthworm. Oh, now the suit fell on him. Now I can recreate the the game. Then of course, when you played that God. in the in our Royal Rumble, if his head fell off, you're like, oh. Gina morphs up on the worm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The queen alien just like, <laughs> and then my kid like an animated series that was just, it was just great. It, it was a good Saturday morning was actually very good. I, I remember watching that one growing up. It was short lived though. I think right one or two. I think seasons. it was a yeah. season. I think yeah. maybe a season. Yeah. 
Not yes. nearly long enough, but it was super like it's captured what the game. Story were you gonna make that? But it did, it did. If you had played the games and stuff, it def- definitely captured the game. But yeah, from anybody that, from the outside perspective, it was like, why are we watching a show it's about so a nightcrawler? Yeah, yeah no, it's just like I fish Psycho. with these things. There's no yeah. way that that fucking that worm is gonna save the universe. You know, it was kind of like Booger Man. Like here's another one. Like I think he had like maybe a short-lived animated. Series. I don't know if he did though. No, I'm. No, I feel like there were shorts that came out later on in life that people, like, fan-made things. Yeah. But I don't think he was ever, like, put into an actual show. Because I was like, or maybe he was in, like, a fucking robot chicken skit or something. <laughs> maybe. But you I know, just could not imagine him giving that guy his, his own show, you know? I'll, although, ironically enough, he would probably fit really well in earthworm gym like, oh yeah you know there'd be like all this stuff happening and then there's this earthbound superhero called booger man that was just a janitor <laughs> that's all yeah, exactly. did. janitor by day he, he had a sock with a hole that his big toe would stick yeah, in. Big toe? yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a pick and flick adventure i i tell oh, you what man, I, when this call. when this action figure talk started i did not expect it to end on earthworm gym I had a real I solid idea on the first two for Drew, yeah, but like it, that third one Rick is like... Rick and I like, even talked about it. I said, what's he going to talk about so I can kind of get ready for it? And he was like, definitely Aliens toys. And he's like, I imagine Jurassic Park toys. He's like, I'm not for sure of the third one. You the know? third he's one's like... like he's like, we played a with a lot things. of toys growing up. I'm not 100%. But Aliens was number one. So yeah. like, he had you dead nuts right there. Like, you dropped Aliens toys first. Rick had you dead nuts on my preemptive... <laughs> Then, then jumping on action figures real quick. Uh, Walmart picked up. They they have Alien and Predator exclusives at Walmart, of course, for action figures. And of course, like the Alien ones are kind of goofy looking, kind of like multicolored ones. But the Predator ones are like on point from the movies. Really? (laughs) Yeah, they look like. If you were to pick up an Alien toy from like the dollar store, how they're slightly (laughs) off brand, where you're like. Outer space creature, you know. It was alien, alien, but like, spelled where the I and the E yeah, were switched, yeah, yeah, they switched, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But they're like, oh, it's an exclusive, and it is part of the franchise. But but the the Predator ones are on point of what they looked like from the movies. Like, I don't know why they didn't do that with the Alien movie Who ones, knows? but the Predator on point. That's where it's at. Damn. Action figure exclusive. Yep. If, if you Google them, look up, like, the Predator Walmart exclusives. Great looking toys. Huh. I'll just take a look at that. For 10 bucks. So. I haven't looked a lot of new toys. Um, I've been kind of expanding my knowledge base on some of the 80s and 90s toys, just in case I run into them on, in thrift stores or flea markets or something along the lines of that. Um, I should go walk through like a Walmart or a Target and see like what kind of toys are on the shelf. Well, it's like I've been trying to like get back like my action figures as a kid. Yeah. And the number one place that I've been going is Macari. Because mm. people sell them for dirt cheap. Yeah. Really? On Macari? Oh, yeah. Are you getting video games from there, too, or just like toy stuff? I uh, Video games, of course. Yeah. Like somebody sold, um, the hell did I just pick up? You, are you uh, doing Resident Evil Files. Stuff? Huh? Are you doing it through shipping? Or are you doing you... only local? Uh, shipping. Okay. See, so yeah. okay. I don't want to have to go download this. So you bought a Resident Evil what? Sorry. I, I bought Resident Evil Files, the game, the first game, and I got it for five bucks with free shipping. Complete. That's, that's no awesome. shit. Yeah. Well, 
It looks like we're gonna download Macari tonight, boys. And then uh, <laughs> I I sold a a Pokemon uh, game cover for a Nintendo 3DS. As like a cover, it was for like the twentieth anniversary cover. Oh, it like snapped on or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. it was a Charizard. I sold it on Macari for seventy five bucks, and it sold five minutes after I posted it. Wow. Recent look. As much as I hate resellers in the form of collecting, I love them when they like to buy shit overpriced. <laughs> oh, like people like. Then I had people message me. They're like, "Well, if you can't to his order, I'll I'll buy it from you for one hundred and twenty." <laughs> because now Pokemon is such a big craze again. It's crazy. But of course, I'm like, I'm not going to cancel somebody's order. Like, I know I can make more, nope. but the guy already bought thing, it. Especially as a collector, that's a karma thing. Yeah. You cancel like, that dude's order, your order's going to get canceled when you have a fucking Holy Grail item that you just stole from somebody, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And that's. I respect that, especially as a collector, because me, you and I aren't really resellers. I'm going to start selling some stuff because I do want an eBay store, and there's some stuff that I do not need um, within my collection. And you can't see them, but hidden up here on the shelves, again, audio podcast. These are original 1991 trolls. I have no need for them. None whatsoever. But it's... I eventually want to own a store, toy, board game, video game store. So why not just start this process with eBay selling? Because that's really where you're getting your money at, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but it takes a long time to get that rating up. and So then, um, other real quick, back to Macari real fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, with my action figures, like I found alien toys that I used to have. But, of course, like, they're, they're complete. They're in the box still, never been opened. Jesus. And I got an Alien vs. Predator box set and the explosive one, Scorpion Alien that it exploded. Oh, I got both I of those for 12 bucks. And what? they're in the, yeah, freeze shipping. They're in the packaging. That's that Holy seems cool. fucked. I'm not even going to lie. Like, that, that does seem actually insanely wild. Like, I had, as soon as it popped up, like, I was like, okay, I have to pick it up. That's a no brainer purchase right, right there. It still has the comic books inside. Really? I was like, I can't let it go. No, no, I completely respect that. Especially with some of these old toys. Um, And just like stuff that, especially for you and I, Drew, like a lot of the stuff that we're into like that, it's starting to become like a, well, it's old. I know it's worth money. Whether it's worth money or not, people are starting to get that mindset that where they have something like that. And they're just like, well, someone will pay $190 for it. And I'm like, yeah, the problem with that is when when people start putting vintage in front vintage. of things. That's a good mm. word. That's that good that word. as soon as you start putting vintage in front of anything, people are like, "Oh, it's old. Oh, I got to buy it. It's got to be worth something. Yeah. It's got to be worth something." Exactly. And then you you Google up how much it's worth, and it's really not worth that much because you know they made too many of them. Or, exactly, they made billions of them, <laughs> and it's just like. It's the same reason people like, especially nowadays, and like collectors know Atari isn't really worth what people think it is. Yes, it's old. It's been around. It's one of the originals. But it was so mass produced that they're so, like, you can get so many of them so easily that they're just not expensive things, you know? But they're like, oh, well, this is an original and Atari. It's like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. 
It, if it's a heavy sixer, okay, you have like a nicer Atari. I'll give you that. Yeah. But they're a dime a dozen. And it's just like, I could find them. No pro- I picked up a tub at the Art Drift Store last year that had three heavy sixer Ataris in it. 25 games I paid $19.99 for. Just at the yeah. store. They don't fucking <laughs> know. You know, it's that, it's that fear of missing out. That's a big way on collectors uh, in any genre, whether you collect video games, action figures, toys, music, it does not matter. At this point, and and especially with the COVID stuff that happened last year, it's such a FOMO thing that people are just paying exorbitant amounts because they just don't know if another one's going to come up. Whereas collectors that have been around for a few years, you know, like it's going to come back up. Like you're going to see, you know, it's not the only one left in the world. But a lot well, of these people are buying stuff like they are. Something I don't like about thrift stores anymore is now they do something called Goodwill Online. Uh, Goodwill is so, yours, dude. I, I'll, so I'll lose my shit in this conversation right now. They'll take everything that's good yep. or they think and sell it on their Goodwill they, Online where it's Goodwill bidding. Goodwill has an eBay. Yes. It's, it's Goodwill's eBay. And it is... It is ooh, oh, my God. I and people get vicious. Like people Goodwill, like... eBay... But yes, that's the reason that you will never find NES stuff or Nintendo 64 stuff in Nothing Goodwills. Good. Because There's... they will literally take it and put it on their eBay online store, which is a Goodwill-only site. It's not done through eBay, so it doesn't have the backing of eBay. It doesn't have the insurance of eBay. It doesn't have the PayPal stuff of eBay. And then they will sell it on there because they know that they can get more money for it. Okay, first of all... Goodwill CEO, I, I'm. This is my PSA. <laughs> all right, and then we'll fucking wrap this show up because we are running a bit long here. Okay, Goodwill fucking online. Two things. First of all, you're getting the shit for free. Go fuck yourself. How about you make a base price for everything that you're getting and put it on the goddamn shelves because you're getting it for free. Second thing is, is you call yourself a nonprofit, but yet your CEO makes millions and millions of dollars a fucking year while you're paying community service and volunteer people next to nothing and also trying to getting the max price out of things on what you think it's worth versus putting it on a shelf at a thrift store and actually helping the people that you're saying that you're trying to help. Go oh, fuck I, yourself, Goodwill. I, I, I totally agree with you. It's bullshit. Like it's some bullshit. of the stuff, some of the stuff that you see at Goodwill, like it's like you got it for free, and you're you trying got to charge thirty nine ninety nine for it, even though you got it for free. Like even if you sell it for a buck, you're still making a profit. You're off making of it. profit. Like yes, the problem because is- they go onto eBay and they go, oh, I could sell it for like video games. If you find PS two games, the lucky time that you do find them. They're like, oh, I'll go on eBay and look, it's selling for twenty dollars. I'm gonna sell it for twenty five ninety nine. Like, yep. You got and it. Not you got it in a box. Sold listings. They're looking at buy it now listings. Yeah, which are always going to be on the high end. So, d- PSA for people that shop at Goodwill. Okay, and this is a big reason I have a problem with Goodwill. It'll be the last thing I say on it. Less than one percent of Goodwill's profits actually go to the organizations that they say they are helping out. Okay. Less than 1%. Most thrift stores are a scam, mostly because they're getting this stuff for free. They're upcharging it. They do have overhead. I understand that. But Goodwill is the worst of the worst when it comes to what you're helping. The ARC at least hires people uh, with 
mental disabilities. disabilities. Yeah. You know, they're legitimately helping. I think the ARC is like 15% of their profit actually goes to these nonprofits trying to help these people out as well as giving them a workforce. Uh, the bad thing is ARC, ARC is sometimes just as expensive as Goodwill. Exactly. Some things, You're 100% right. Like I Salvation found, Army I found is a, the best one. I found um, a, a Terminator 2 action figure that we used to have in our, our tub of action figures. And it was uh, the T-1000. I'm like, all right, I'm, I want it. And it was in the glass case. I was like, I'm going to get this damn thing because we used to have it as a kid. Sixty nine ninety nine. Yeah, they they brought out, and of course they had the sticker covered by its feet. And yep. the sticker was facing down. So as soon as I picked it up, and it was an open toy. Like, it wasn't even in the box. It was damaged. You know, some kid had its way with it. <laughs> and they are still selling it for $30. Yeah. And I was because like, are you someone me? in the back... Someone in the back, when they were unpacking this box, was like, I know these are expensive. We should put it. You know, it's bullshit. There's no uniformity to it. Oh, you no. Know? And at the end of the day, the people that own these companies, um, Goodwill especially, I will shit all over Goodwill for the rest of my life. Um, they're, they're literally there for profit. Like, you're paying oh, make your people bank. minimum wage, and these people are making millions because they're, they're scamming the system. Yeah, yeah, you might be able to find a Levi's in there for three ninety nine every once in a while, you know. But at the end of the day, anything that is worthwhile, especially with Goodwill and this fucking Goodwill online shit, it is one of my biggest pet peeves with thrift stores, and it's one of the biggest reasons I do not shop at fucking Goodwill because and of they course don't help the people out. Yeah, they don't help the people out. I'm gonna stop there because I'm a collector, and you're gonna, you guys are gonna slip up every once in a while. But you're not helping the people out that you're supposed to be helping out. Your fucking CEO is making millions and millions and millions of dollars and driving around fucking Mercedes while your work release inmates are fucking sorting through toys for no money because right. they have to do community service. They're getting grants from the government and they're selling stuff for profit at market value on an internet website. Fuck Goodwill. Fuck Goodwill. Fuck Goodwill. There we go. On that note, <laughs> all right. Like I said, we're running a little I, bit long, so unless you guys have anything else you want to add on, I, now would be the time. I just want to add on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, one of the best action mm. figure series out there. With how I is mean, that not, not brought up? I I mean, I was waiting for it, but you guys went on <laughs> the tangents, and I was you like, got "That's the right." I, thing. I got hot, dude. I'm sweating now. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I mean, that's probably one of the best uh, action figure series out there. I mean, besides the main four, the biggest they had reason every because character of their weapon system. The weapon systems. The, the weapon the, system was so fucking <laughs> good for those action figures. The vehicles. Oh yeah, because you could actually store the weapons. It wasn't yeah, just like could, it wasn't just still, like like the nunchucks swung. Yeah, they were. You know? Like they had it figured out. Uh, the vehicles were great. The yeah, the uh, action figure sets. Yeah, that the they van had. shot. Yeah, sewer that, caps. That sewer caps. Yeah, shit out of that van yeah. to the point where there was no lid, there was no side doors. The stickers were falling like, off. <laughs> it, that thing was loved until it was back. Like, all right, back when you had to put your own stickers on your toys. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, doubt. they just yeah, damn. Very carefully. Oh God, it got just Cro- slightly off. So you're always fuck. looking at it it's like. If you had OCD, you'd lose your goddamn mind. And then also Star Wars figures has to be mentioned because... Yeah, I mean, they, they had some of the best. When they did the re-release in the early 90s, mid-90s, I should yeah. say, it was like... The power of the Force toys. It was such a huge thing. It was like, now we get to finally see the original trilogy. I mean, 
original, he went back and changed some things. But besides that, we got to see it in theaters to be like, oh, this is what it was like when they got to see it back in the 70s and 80s. Like, it was huge. And then we got to see it. And so when yeah. Phantom Menace came around I was gonna with say, that they whole boom of like. Stuff. Oh, then when, yeah, the Phantom wow. Menace one, you had the little talking thing that you had to buy. But yeah. the figures came with the caps that you'd put it on and say something. It would have their lines from the movie. Like, I, still spectacular. Have a, I still have a Vader case. From the original Phantom Menace release that was for the four-inch figurines. It was just a remake of the original 77 case, um, but it's just a Vader head case. Because right. they did oh, yeah. those toys exactly the same as what they came, originally came out as, which was a cool way to do it. And I think the original, the toys that came out after uh, Power of the Force that Kenner came out with, mm-hmm. Kenner came out with the other one with that came with the the movie cells mm-hmm. the, oh, okay. that you could like, put up and yeah, see like, they, part of like the movie. actual film pieces. Yeah, they really made it more of a collector's thing when they started adding the little cells in it. So yeah. you'd be like, okay, I'm going to buy one to keep, one to play with, because <laughs> yeah. you wanted to have the. Yeah, keep so those were the last two I wanted to add it because they needed to be said because those series were like phenomenal and obviously, I mean, GI Joe could be thrown in there too. But there's a lot of those kind of like little series that could be mentioned. But like, I feel like Star Wars since they were kind of the real first one that kicked off the smaller. They're probably the reason that we have action figures to this day yeah smaller four inch figures that were easily to mass produce and there was a lot of defects which made them collectible because they'd get sent out with weird things like the boba fett with the lightsaber which was like what are you doing here he's not darth vader like one then the boba fett uh prototype the 77 boba boba vett (laughs) prototype never even got made one of the rarest toys in existence it's wild because there was only a a couple made with the actual missile blaster and everything on it yeah, and we, it was all we, through like a cereal, I think. Like you had to buy a cereal and sh- send in the the little cutout, the melon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, there was some that like, there's a lot of big rare toys out there, and we just did action figures today. We just did a general. And only talked like, about ours. Yeah, we didn't even just talk about general action figures. That's that's for another time when we can. Maybe do like a short history of action figures and kind of see. Oh, look, I what will say this is going to be one like. of our longest episodes ever. So it's it's cool to see the progression too, because again, we're going to go back to uh, before we get out of here. We're going to go back to Drew was on episode five, like when this show was still just like we might as well have been sperm and Rick and I's balls, Ooh. you know. <laughs> and it was just like, like now this show's pushing episode forty. You know, we're having a lot of fun with it. I feel like we're starting to get our groove. You know, and it's it's it was very nice. First of all, I just want to say thank you for coming on, Drew, because oh, thank you. You knew what it was like when it was in the beginning. We were excited <laughs> for you to come back on because I was like, "Yo," I was like, "Rick, we're better now, dude." Like, I swear, we're better. We're not. We're the <laughs> we're same, not. but it it's runs better. Same, you know, same <laughs> it runs a little better. Things are a lot smoother. Smoother. Yeah, like Less the sound is stuff. better. You guys are on a two mic system. You're in a basement, not a garage. You know. Like, we haven't bought anything, per se, because of this podcast, but God damn it, we've made the upgrades. So, again, we want to thank you for coming on. I always love your input, especially because you and I are both collectors in that sense, and Rick is knowledgeable, not necessarily a collector, you know, whereas, like, you and I will fucking, I'm going to buy dumb shit. Yeah. I'm going to buy dumb shit. It's just what it it happens. You and I both have project vehicles. Dumb shit. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it is what it is. <laughs> you so know, true. like we have that mentality to just be like, don't need it, want it, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know? Right. I'm a Jeep guy, you a Subi guy, 
video game guys, both of us, toy guys, both of us for sure. Luckily, Rick shares the knowledge. Just more kids than either one of us. So just too many kids. Sorry, but yeah. <laughs> you you want me to keep your kids busy? I got you. It just ain't gonna be with my kids. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Cool. Again, I'll say it one more time because I feel like I was an asshole in the last time in saying it. But anything else, either one of you guys, before we wrap this show up? You, you got your uh, Rob Zombie. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll on that. touch oh, okay. on that a whole other that, time. That's I'm good. For was, I ain't worried about anything on on this that, list here. This is this is done. The script is um, close that out. Yeah. So. As always, you guys can find me across the board at Retronomapod, whether it be Facebook, Instagram. Um, Rick and I do have a YouTube now. We're hoping to get some more content going up on the YouTube. Um, we just put a Pringles review uh, for the Moa Burger. Um, by the time you guys hear this, there will be episode three of the Retro Nom 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 Rick's Cooking Show up, uh, as well as maybe an E3 recap video that I might do in my spare time in the next couple days. Uh other than that, check out the Facebook page, um, especially the Facebook group. Uh, just search Retronomapod on Facebook. There's a lot of good stuff happening over there. The YouTube channel, the Instagram, um, we're trying to get better on. Uh, the YouTube channel, the big one right now. If, if there's anything else other than giving us a five-star review on iTunes, that is the biggest help. Um, other than that, I will pass it over to Rick and Drew. You guys can pimp your stuff, and we'll get the hell out of here. Do you have anything? That you want to throw out there, promote anything you're doing, anything worthwhile? Uh, you can check me out at uh, Instagram at bugeye underscore wagon to see my build on my Subi. And the Subaru looks beautiful, too. Oh, it's, like, it's thank you. Car. The fucking Subaru looks beautiful. <laughs> God, <laughs> we've been watching the lit in its little touches it's that you're putting on. Things. The diffusers, the, the fucking caps and the engine bay. The str- it, it just... You're doing a good fucking build for an older body Subaru, I will say. It's it's gorgeous. Two, two weeks she's getting sent over to get a, a pro tune to her. Ooh. To get some more power out of that motor and look, bro, I drive a five speed too. Mine's an inline six. It's four wheel drive. It's got lockers. You ever want to switch it up one day? You wanna go have some real fun off road and I'll fuck around <laughs> with yours on the street? You let me know. We'll trade the All Jeep right. and the Subaru for a day. Easy trade. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Easy trade. Rick, where can they get you at, brother? Uh, uh, man, I don't even know. I'm in shell shock. Um, uh, serial kilter on most of the socials there. Um, like Toby was saying, we've got the YouTube going. So if you have a second, go just subscribe to that because that'll help us in the long run if we yes. can get our, our squad to go um, uh, subscribe to that page. Um, yeah, I think that's everything. Uh, Retronomapod, the fa- Facebook group. Check that out. Your one stop shop for Instagram, news, all that great stuff. And the then, um, yeah, just take us out like we normally do for this week with the weird question of the week. If you were a transformer, what vehicle would you turn into? Well, Drew and I have already chosen our vehicle. Yeah, right, apparently. Right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. As always, we though, appreciate right? you guys joining this week's edition of the Retro Namapod. We love you, and we will catch you next week. Good night. <laughs>